I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Niggas want to try. Niggas want to lie. The niggas wonder why. Well, niggas want to die. All I know is pain. All I feel is rain. How can I maintain with mad shit on my brain? I resort to violence. My niggas move in silence. Like you don't know what style is. New York niggas the wildest. My niggas is you with it? You want it? Then come and get it. Took it, then we split it. You fucking right, we did it. What the fuck you gonna do when we run up? When we run up on you? Fucking with the wrong crew. Don't know what we going through. Hey, welcome to the Black Out Test Podcast. Your host Rod and Aaron. <laughs> That's all I want to hear when I hear him rap. Um, I just want to go in the background. And it's uh Sunday, 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 Sunday. Uh, first day of uh, well, not the first day of the week. We did the feedback show for Saturday, but second day of the week. Um, you know, thank you everybody that uh, you know, come to the live show and checks out the show. We had a long feedback show yesterday. It was uh three and a half hours yep y'all had a lot of stuff to say and we thank everybody for reaching out for the first time first time donators email us phone calls we thank you it's one of our favorite shows because we don't really have to do no work it's just all y'all yep and uh, of course rest in peace taylor negron uh who was an actor who played he was a that guy type of actor he played in a lot of um everybody's uh, favorite bad guy roles and you know uh villains on tv shows and shit like that uh he died at 57 after a long battle with cancer oh i know who he is yeah he's one of the when you hear the name you go who but did you see the face you go like that nigga and everything yeah i'll put his picture in the chat for people that don't know in case they uh yeah know. he's in a if you watch movies you've seen him before believe you me yeah um so uh yeah man he uh he's gone uh but yeah, you definitely know his face because uh, it's been some pretty iconic movies. Uh, my favorite is uh, when he played the bad guy in The Last Boy Scout, Milo. Oh, um, yeah, that was years ago. I love that movie. But uh, that's a guilty pleasure movie for me, for sure. Um, but this is The Blackout Tips, guys. You can find us on iTunes and Stitcher. Just search The Blackout Tips. We'll come up. And, uh, you know, when we do that, when we do come up, I, I suggest you guys do stuff like uh, leave us five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher, and we'll read them if they're cool. You know, if they're whack, then we won't read them. But uh, if you want to have your review read, leave us a five-star review on iTunes and Stitcher, man. Um, you can also email us, theblackoutsets at gmail.com. You can follow the show on uh, Twitter, TBGWT. Uh, you can join our Facebook page, The Black Guy Who Tips. Uh, we post interesting things there from time to time. Mm-hmm. The latest being pictures of Erica Badu. So, you know, you can, you guys can all go participate in that. I think you guys will enjoy it. The official weapon of the show is. The taser. And the unofficial sport. It's bullet ball. And bullet ball extreme. Mm-hmm. And for the first time in the Black Guy Tips podcast history, Karen, we are triple sponsored. Oh, shit. Not one, not, not two, two, but three, doll. Three. three sponsors, Karen. Woo-hoo! Now, of course, we have long-time show favorite. We have our, our homies, Shadow Doll Productions. Of course, they're bringing this to you. Uh, for the best of Rod and Karen album on iTunes, they wanted us to thank the fans who have recently purchased it. Um, it's basically a collection of the audio plays that we have done um, you know, we do a lot of comedy audio mm-hmm. plays with Dexter and the crew, um, friends of the show, people who have been on the show, you will have heard them on the audio plays that we do 
with dexter um they're fun they if are want, if you want to hear karen cuss me out <laughs> you want to hear what my surfer voice sounds like especially as i try to freestyle a rap in a surfer voice um you might want to check that out if you just want to hear me cussing people out you know if you want to hear me sounding like an asshole and cock blocking my friends and directing shit yeah like go make sure you guys check that out because we did record some new audio plays uh-huh. with him and i feel like you guys are going to want to know the backstory on some of this stuff because these, these characters now have three and four audio plays underneath them so you won't really get the full jokes if you don't get the best of rod and karen which is on itunes and um uh, amazon mm-hmm. so the best of rod and karen then of course we have our second sexy ass sponsor let me find some second sexy ass music let's see Let me ask you a question are you getting enough i bet you could love to get a little bit more right i mean don't we all want to get a little bit more out here in life well adamandeve.com wants to give you more they know you only go around this earth one time and you need to get all that you can with 10 free gifts including free shipping first they give you a little something for her then they give you a little selected specially selected toy for him and then they give you a third something that both of y'all can use. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you can wait till you get another person. Y'all can use it together. You know what I'm saying? Plan for the future. Be an optimist. Um, and they give you something like uh, six free full-length adult DVDs. Mm-hmm. You know, no, this is that. This is when you don't have to worry about that little bar on the bottom moving to progress. Okay. <laughs> no, no pop-up ads on the adult DVDs, guys. Okay, you don't have to worry about your browser history. Just take, true. Just take the DVD out of the box, out, out of the uh, player. Um, and then they'll give you number 10, free shipping. So uh, all you got to do to get that is go to adamandeve.com, pick out one item, mm-hmm. go to checkout. You know, the item could be anything you want, lingerie, uh, toy, uh, paddle, condoms in bulk. I know some of you guys get around. Um, be safe. So yeah, you go to the checkout, put in code TBGWT, and you get your 10 free gifts. You just click on the little boxes below to check out, and boom, you get 10 free gifts. AdamandEve.com, select one item, code TBGWT, and uh, you'll get your free gifts. Mm-hmm. All right. And then we have a, a new sponsor, Karen. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys may have heard of them before because they've... Uh, Sponsor some other black podcasts. Very pro black company. This episode is brought to you by Bevel, the first and only shaving system designed specifically for coarse, curly hair, and sensitive skin. <clears throat> black people, if you know what I'm saying. My minorities out there. Or or people with just curly, sensitive skin. Mm, curly hair, sensitive curly skin. Hair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Step up your shave game and say goodbye to razor bumps. Check out GetBevel.com today. If you use code TBGWT, you get 20% off of your first month at GetBevel.com. That's G-E-T-B-E-V-E-L.com. 
Um, and uh, I shaved with them this morning, man. I'm feeling good, but we'll talk about that later. Okay, because I'm about to say I snuck in the box, so I, I oh, I, so I, you snuck in the box? Okay. Yeah, I share my opinions when you talk about that. Can't get nothing nice up in the house. You sh- nope. The latest trying to go through it. Am I right, fellas? Nope, you sure can't. And I'm gonna tell you because I was like, "Ooh, what's that?" Because I'm nosy. I was like, "Ooh, what's that?" And so I went in, and I'm gonna tell you right now that razor. Oh, it is a sexy looking ass razor. Like it's, mm-hmm. it has a little bit of weight to it, so it's so it's not cheap, y'all. And it, the quality is good. And I was reading the contents in it, and it has like oil and shea butter and all kinds of stuff that's good for your skin and make your skin feel sleek and and stuff like that. So from a woman's perspective, you got that man in your life, you be looking at his face like, uh, I don't like them bumps on your face. Go ahead and um purchase this as a gift for him. Yeah, we'll get it. we'll get into it in a minute. Um, let's talk about some news, okay, guys? A lot of news going on out here in this world. Um, a lot of a lot of things happening. Um, now I I saw Selma by myself, and uh, I thought it was okay. Okay. But the twist at the end where MLK is still alive in Cuba, that was an odd choice to make. You know, <laughs> I don't feel think like that happened. Well, you got to stay after the credits, everybody. You stay no. after the credits. Mm-mm. MLK. I don't believe you. He's on the beach in Cuba. He's chilling. Mm-mm. And Sam Jackson shows up and he asks him to join the Avengers. It, it's a lot. <laughs> like, I think they're trying to make it part of the whole continuity and, and stuff. And I, I, I don't know. I think they did too much. Y'all write in. Y'all let us know what y'all think, man, if they did too much with that. Because, you know, I understand artistic license and taking liberties with the original story. But I don't know, man. It's, something didn't fit right, sit right with me on that one, man. So, um, well, let's see what else is going on. Um, there's all kinds of stuff. Let's, where should we start? Uh, I guess Charlie Hebdo. We start with that stuff. Okay. Um, so... There was that terrorist attack where twelve artists, I think, were killed in uh that at a cartoon at a, that worked at a magazine that did a lot of cartoons that you know pick fun, poke fun at um some of the uh you know at, at Muslims at I mean those cartoons where they have like black l- l- political leaders looking like monkeys. I mean it's not like it like people just make it seem like it's only um the islamophobia shit but you know it was like they were a very quote-unquote edgy offensive magazine um and so they had the 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 shooting Uh, a lot of it was caught on camera the guy who actually caught it on camera for the video Mm -hmm. he actually says he um regrets um even showing the having the video and posting it on his Facebook. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, because with something like that, you're gonna get so much backlash and you're gonna get death threats and people are gonna be mad and people are gonna be angry, especially in the age of social media. Mm. And you might get attacks and these people go, "Well, how dare you show these people?" You know, you're gonna have people that were already angry uh, and feel like these people were right. You know, coming and, and, and threatening you and threatening your family. Like nowadays when you do stuff, you have to think of the larger um, picture. And so that has a lot to do with why when shit happens, sometimes people just don't say shit because they're like, hey, hey I don't want to be the spotlight of attention. Mm. Well, according to this, uh, the witness to the Paris officer's death regrets the video. Um, he basically said that he just panicked when he saw it and out of reflex, he recorded it because you know just years on social media you just kind of trained to 
right. record all everything that happens to you. I don't have that button. I don't know why. I, I that that that. I don't think most people have that button. I think maybe he's reaching for an excuse. Like you said, maybe he got some backlash and he's just saying that. Right. I, I don't have that button. When shit happened, my ass is run, flee. It's time to go. I ain't snapping no pictures. I ain't recording shit. If something pop off, I'm trying to get away from well, the immediate situation. Now, keep in mind, he's already in his apartment away from it. Oh, okay. So it's not like he was on the street following them. Um, he was up in his apartment recording from the, like, a window. Okay. Um, but he said, I was completely panicked. Um, um, and he basically said it was a stupid reflex, reflex fostered from years of social media. The short film immediately became the most arresting image of France's three day long drama, which began with a mass killing at the headquarters of a satirical weekly Charlie Hebdo, uh, uh, and, and ended Friday with the death of four hostages and three terrorists in two separate shootouts. I had to speak to to someone, Mir said. I was alone in my flat. I put the video on Facebook. That was my error. He left the video on for as little as 15 minutes before thinking better of it and taking it down. It was too late. Of course. The footage had already been shared across the site, and someone uploaded it to YouTube less than an hour after he removed it from his page. He was startled to find it playing across his television screen. In its unedited form, the 42-second film shows two masked gunmen, brothers Sharif and Saeed Kouachi, as they walked toward a prone police officer, later identified as 42-year-old Ahmed uh, Merabet, Merabet, or Merabet. Um, uh You want to kill us? One of the brothers says that he strides towards the wounded officer. No, it's okay, boss, Merabet says, raising his hand in an apparent plea for mercy. Then he shot, he shot in the head. Yeah, I haven't watched the footage and stuff. Like I like I turned to like CNN or MSNBC or something real quick one time, uh like flipping channels and I saw that it was on like the standoff with the hostages and they were doing that thing where they're like, mm-hmm. you know, we're uh we don't well they you know that thing where they don't even know what's happening but they're got the camera on a situation live waiting for it to develop live and then right. the person's just talking and they don't know they're just talking about what you're looking at and there's a well, it appears to be a building with four walls. There are four yeah. walls on the outside. There appears to be a, a door of some sort that people would typically go in and out of. Uh, they're, you know, they're live on the scene. There's, there, there's several police officers. Uh, one appears to be smoking a cigarette. Now, right. we're going to go live on the scene to our expert out there. Uh, uh, Karen, what, can you tell me anything about smoking cigarettes at the scene, please? Um, I know you're live on the air there. Well, yes, I'm live here on the air, and uh, it's the same thing that it's been the past 45 minutes to an hour. There's nothing out here that's changed. But oh, hold on, hold on. I don't want to interrupt you. I don't want to interrupt you. There's a bird. There is a bird that just flew across uh, in the background and landed onto uh, what appears to be a park bench. Karen, uh, you're live there. Can you tell us about birds landing on park benches, please? Yes, we know that the bluebird likes to land on park benches. We also know that the redbird likes to land on park benches. We also have learned that uh, they fly south for the winter. Uh, we also have learned that uh, most of you out here watching this show are dumb because you have no business talking. Okay, I'm gonna cut you off there. Hours. I'm gonna cut you off there. Um, this this segment is brought to you by Hot Pockets. Make sure you pick up some Hot Pockets <laughs> today, guys, um, to support the uh, the show. But um, yeah, that's why I couldn't be no video person because that's what happened when you got a fucking 24 hours to feel and you don't have 25 hours of goddamn news it's terrible man I, like i saw that shit and i just turned off of it because i was like 
it's disaster bation. People are just waiting for something more bad to happen. Right. Like, whether it's the terrorist people getting killed or hostages getting killed when they stormed uh, the the place. And there's nothing you watching on TV is going to change. There's nothing that seeing it live is going to change. You know, all the pertinent footage will be on the Internet le- later. So it's just more like a very uh, morbid exercise to to even watch that shit. So right. and the thing, I turned off of the it. The thing is that they know people watch that shit and a lot more people watch it than don't. And even the people that complain about it, a lot of them still watch it because obviously the ratings are sky high. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, the biggest issue that I have with it, especially well, American news is kind of different than other places because in other places of the world, they'll show like violent shit and they're not trying to edit shit out. But for here in America, we're like, we're going to go live, not know what's going to happen. Somebody get their fucking head blown up. They're like, oh, we're, we're, we're sorry we have that live. Fuck are you, you're alive. What did you expect? And, you know, then you have to turn around and everybody want to goddamn apologize when you shouldn't do that. Yeah, I just, yeah, yeah, basically. And then, like, also, I just don't need to see some of this shit. Like, right. they released the Tamir Rice footage of, at, like, the 45 minutes after he got shot. And they have, like, you know, obviously the shooting, which takes about two seconds when the police arrive. And basically fucking stop, drop, and roll out the car and shoot the kid. Um, And then there's footage of, like, his sister comes up and... She's trying to like you know get to to her obviously dying brother you know he didn't die right away I don't know if people know that but he was alive like in the hospital and everything but then they tackle her to the ground she's obviously very emotional then they lock her up in the back of the police car which is literally like two or three feet from his body so she's watching him die she's watching him walk around not giving him any medical attention. You know, um, I don't even think they check on him for like four or five minutes, you know, and as a person that's trained in CPR, every second counts in that kind of situation. Yes, it does. So as you're there neglecting this kid that you shot, um, you know, I can't help and maybe I'm being irrational, maybe I'm being overly emotional and uh, biased or whatever, but I can't help but get angry because I'm just like, you shot him like a, a fucking animal and then you just, you would, matter of fact, you would have checked on an animal. Like, if you, you would have. You would have shot a dog, you would have checked to see if, if, if the dog was okay. Of course, so, called the vet, yes. You know, and, and I, so that shit can be infuriating and I'll, you know, uh, someone has sent it to me or whatever and it was like, yeah, I'm, I just want y'all to talk about this. I can't stop crying and shit. And I was like, man, like, one, it's midnight. I'm trying to damn, like, have a good time and watch something else get my mind off of bullshit but two it was just like i i feel like i helpless like what am i supposed to do watch this and just be mad because that's all that's left really all at right, this point yeah, watch yep. it and be mad yep that's all that's left and i don't know i i don't disaster bait that's something right. i just don't do i don't uh the first and the only time and i will never see it again and the only reason why i seen it because you played on the show was the eric gardner video i don't when i see that shit posting i'll be like up oh, i'm out Like, I do not like to watch shit like that because in my mind, that could be me. That could be you. That could be Layla. That could be any of our family members. That could be any of our fans that watch the show. So to me, I take that too much to heart. I can't sit there and watch it over and over again and get sad and get depressed and go through these emotional roller coasters. Me mentally, I just can't do that. Um and it's one of those things, like same thing about the video and about the way social media goes. That's the scary part because he, I guarantee you, to him, that's normal because everybody wants to be the news person. You know how CNN now got the, the, the public send videos and they can make the news. You know, everybody 
uh, not everybody, but a lot of people want to be the first, you know, and the news want to be the first. So if we're not the first and you're the first, we'll play your shit, you All know. Right. So it's like everything is I got to be the first. I got to be the best. I got to be the quickest. I got to be the fastest. It right, wrong, it different. Edited, not edited. Like nobody cares. Nobody gives a fuck right now about integrity or any of that bullshit about the families, the officers, or any of that. It's like I just got to get it on there so I can be the first to a million clicks or hits or whatever it is that you're trying to aim for. And a lot of times it takes the humanity out of the whole situation because people don't look at this as as a real life situation. It's hashing out before their eyes and real people and real families and real things are being affected here. They look at it like you like we're watching a goddamn two hour movie and at the end of the day it's gonna reset and everybody's gonna be all right and go home. But it, this is not reality in this right yeah um yeah I, I do think you know the rush to 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 be first is what has that unflinching eye and i'm right. you know I, to me i'm not even it's not really about the like i don't want to see how bad it is i just think to myself like there is if you just get put the videos online i think it'll be fine mm-hmm. people will see it if people that want to see it will click on that and they'll see it but trying to catch it live just seems so like morbid to me like right you know like let's wait and talk because like i said they don't have shit to talk about they just make Mm -mm. everything up nothing um anyway so this person filmed this and they took the video down they transferred it to their heart to a like removable disk drive gave it to the police um and um you know they felt bad about it um uh uh, the video unleashed a worldwide wave of revulsion. British tabloids describing it as shocking and sickening. Francis Le Figaro ran a still from the footage on his front page over a caption that read war. CNN's Randy Case called it an unforgettable image forever associated with this horrible attack. Mir, the guy who filmed it, didn't even know he was filming it at first. He went to his window because there were gunshots that interrupted his emailing. He initially thought that was a bank robbery in progress when he spotted the rifle-wielded men in black walking down the street. He assumed they were SWAT, police going to help a stricken comrade, and to his horror, they were not. Um, a police rushed to, as police rushed to the scene, Mir downloaded the video, like I said, handed it over to officers. Then he uploaded the footage to Facebook and to the world. Um, he's in his, he's a 50-year-old Duke guy, um, um, and his parents were refugees from fascist, uh, fascist Spain. Um, and he's still at a loss to explain what pushed him to share the chilling video with his 2,500 Facebook friends. There's no answer, he said. Perhaps a decade of social network had trained him to share whatever he saw. I take a video, I take a photo of a cat, I put it on Facebook. It was the same stupid reflex. The video's republication by media organizations around the world has anguished Maribeth's family. Uh, yeah, because they got to watch their loved one die over and over again. Right. It's not a game to them. It's bigger than you just posting something on social media. It, it is a larger, larger issue. And it's, like I said, it's just one of those things where I think it's a generational thing, too. I really think that a lot of people in their 20s, I, I believe, I don't know how this person is, but for a lot of people, that this is normal like you see shit you just you just turn on the videos turn on the camera it's like an instant like you say almost like a, literally for a lot of people it is an instant reflex it's not for me but it is an instant reflex which shit happen because i want to be the first i want to be you know uh the one to get it on my blog to get it you know because now everybody wants to be a quote-unquote superstar so anything to get people your way you you do whatever it takes nowadays and so it's just one of those things where that's not always a good thing and sometimes it's back fire and sometimes you have to deal with the consequences of posting shit on social media he said how dare you the brother said how dare you take that video and broadcast it um 
I heard his voice. I recognized him. I saw him get slaughtered. I heard him get slaughtered. I hear him get slaughtered every day. One academic said the video had stripped Maribet of his dignity. The images show a man diminished, said Asia Kuzak, a research fellow at the University of London in a recent editorial for the Huffington Post. Mir wanted Mirabat's family to know he was very sorry, saying that he had turned down offers to buy the footage and that he wanted media organizations to blur Mirabat's image before ruining it, running it. But many, he said, just broadcast the unedited footage without permission. Of course. The AP, the AP received Mirror's authorization to run the video on condition that it cut the scene of the officer's death. Some argue that the video plays a useful role by exposing terrorists' heart, heartlessness. Um, Mir said that one official told him that the video helped galvanize French public opinion. For me, the policeman killed, it's like a war video, photo. Mir said at one point, comparing it to famed photographer Robert Capper's controversial picture of a soldier being shot dead before, during the Spanish Civil War. Nevertheless, Mir said that if he could do it all again, he would have kept the video off Facebook. On Facebook, there's no confidentiality. It's a lesson for me. So, um, you know, the thing is, too, um, I think we often get caught up in these situations where people just aren't human to us. And, like, right. the things we're seeing just aren't real because you see so much shit on TV. Mm-hmm. Not um, my family member, not my mama, not my daddy, not my brother, you know. So, mm-hmm. and also when people see shit and they go, well, this will never happen to me. So why would I care? Yeah, so um, I just think that you do care. You just don't think about it. Like, I don't think this guy's like a piece of shit that just like a paparazzi. I think, no. but I think to a large extent, we're all paparazzi at this point. You know, uh, we we're all um, kind of because so much stuff goes viral and so many people get famous and get money off of it. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people have kind of given themselves over to that mentality of like, well, I need to film this. I could have sold this footage. I could have did something, you know. I'll be the person that gets interviewed for filming the most famous thing, you know. Right, because I think a lot of people are, we, we're in a genre now where a lot of people are like, well, whatever it takes to be a quote-unquote superstar. But, A, what's the definition of a superstar? Everybody has a definition of a superstar. Well, no, no, I take that back. Famous, not really superstar. What I want to be famous. I want to be known. I want people to recognize me. I want to be somebody. And I think a lot of people have put their self-worth and will sell their their dignity and everything else associated with it to get to the point where they're quote unquote recognized um and everybody draws that line at different places and like i said i don't have that thing in me that goes whatever it takes no matter what i somebody- yeah but i don't think that's what he was doing i don't think that's what he was doing i don't think it was like whatever it takes can't wait to get famous i just really think he just didn't think about it i think the way you post when we go out to eat and you'll post pictures of your food, mm-hmm. I think he did it like that. Like, you know what I mean? Okay, like, and, and didn't really think. Damn, about- this is crazy. Wow, look at this, y'all. Okay, and really didn't think about. Because he don't have nothing to promote. It's not like he's, this didn't help him in any way. I just think we're all kind of a bit more insensitive now than we used to be. Yeah, that's true. You no, know, that's social true. media, sharing all our experiences, like, we think of experiences as a thing that happened to us, you know? Yes. Um, and him posting that video of that guy, you know, I'm sure he didn't think of it in the moment of, is even with as extreme as it was, as like, this is how I'm going to get famous. I think he just thought, wow, look at this crazy shit that just happened outside my apartment, y'all. You know, I got video of it. It's just crazy. And then it was like, 
not actually and, and it's not really his fault but there's so many agendas attached to the shit true that you can't be aware of why you're doing it you know you didn't even know that was a terrorist attack you didn't even know i mean you could have thought it was a fucking movie being filmed who knows what the fuck you thought you put it up there and all of a sudden you got people going good this will galvanize paris against the muslims and and this will unite us all yeah, shit people you wouldn't going, even thinking about this will show that that dude mm-hmm, died right. a cowardly death and this will hurt his family you there's no way all that went through your mind when you posted that shit you just because it sounds like he posted it and then 15 minutes later he thought uh people giving comments people are starting to give other perspectives and now it's like whoops shouldn't have did that right i didn't mean for it to go to this this uh far but yeah i do agree with uh what you're saying people do uh, a very a lot open that they used to be and it's one of those things where listening to the article he did it then he thought about it and it was like i don't think this is a good idea but like you said by the time you go and take shit down mm-hmm. it's a lot larger than you ever imagined for it to be versus other people who do it for the other reasons i was explaining before yeah um they also um like they've uh france uh two which is a tv channel there um released video of the police storming a kosher supermarket um which uh, that another person amadi kalabali i don't know if i'm pronouncing that right kulabali um he had taken 14 people hostage um the video shows several dozen um police firing into the store tossing flash grenades and until kalabali who uh earlier this week allegedly killed a paris police officer runs out the video pauses before he's killed but they report that he was shot 60 times Seconds later, the video resumes. Terrified hostages are seen fleeing the market. Uh, four hostages were killed and five more were injured during the standoff where he reportedly seized a, as part of a, a coordinated attack with the two Charlie Hebdo suspects, uh, he, this, this, uh, kosher supermarket. Um, two police officers were also injured in the raid. Five hostages escaped unharmed. So yeah, it was like, you know, just shit just went crazy, man. Like, it was obviously like a group and they just decided, man, we get some guns and start terrorizing folk, you know? Um, but yeah, it was like a separate hostage situation. I think there were like two going on at the same time. Mm-hmm. You um, had the, the people that they were going after. Then you had people that was like, Hey, y'all go after them. We're going to jack these people up over here. Then you got people like, Hey, I'm just minding my goddamn business. All of a sudden I'm a fucking hostage. I think they're still looking for his girlfriend. Um, Hayat Boumadien, I guess. Is that, no, okay. Um, but, uh, that, yeah, he, he was going around like in the mall, in the, um, culture market going like, y'all know who I am already and all this shit. Well, some people might not have. <laughs> yeah, I guess he's talking to the government because they did know who he was. They knew that he was part okay. of this group. They had investigated like the, one of the brothers and him before, but, um yeah he said you know who i am as he opened fire um yep um so it's just crazy it was crazy that uh it just kept going you know for days and they eventually stormed it and killed him but you know more people died and whatnot uh said there are two sets two lots of standoffs in different towns outside of paris but they have ended with police actions. The suspects in both situations were killed, including two gunmen believed to be responsible for the fatal attack on the offices of the satirical newspaper Charlie Hebdo. 
The first hot situation occurred in a printing factory and involved the Charlie Hebdo suspects. The second one started later and it took hours to make a formal link between the two. Um, so this just crazy, man. Like, and, and honestly, not much you can do about it. Mm-mm. You know, even like I saw Bill Maher had, you know, he was going to have to talk way in on it. And I haven't even finished the episode because it was just fucking disgusting, man. Like, he basically got a panel of people that he knew wouldn't present any other dissenting point of view and just went in on Muslims and Islam for fucking 20 minutes, you know? And, mm-hmm. um, and it's so disgusting to me because the vast majority of these people are peacefully coexisting with everybody. And there's this thing where it's like, well, it's just a bunch of bad ideas. It's just a bunch of bad ideas. And that's the real problem. And the people that are, don't, that don't act on the ideas, they still have the same bad ideas. And I think what he's, I've been thinking about it for a while because I think his obsession with Islam in particular is kind of, um, calculated. I think what he's doing, because he's kind of anti-religion, you know, he's not, like, I wouldn't just say he's atheist. I'd say he's, like, anti-religion, period. Yeah, any type. Um, And he's pretty extreme on that view. Mm -hmm. What I think is, what he's doing is he's trying to get people to decide, like, okay, see how destructive Islam is? You see the bad ideas that Islam has about women, about um you know uh different rights about the fact you can kill somebody and all this shit um and a lot of people seem you know like he's trying to be like a lot of people seem to agree but they just don't act on it you see you see that you see that and i think they he's getting people because a lot of people are islamophobes even if they are christians or whatever Mm -hmm. he's getting people to at least agree on that part and then the curveball is i think eventually he's gonna go yeah, and Christianity's no different. So why the fuck are y'all okay with that? I think that's what he's gonna go eventually. Cause last night he had a lady on there that was like a Republican and she was trying to basically separate Christianity from Islam. Like, well see, these are the people that are the worst right now. To see my point, it's a big, it's a big difference in the religion and they're the worst and, and Bill, you know, that don't try to group other religions in with this. This is just this. Cause he was like, yeah, you know, religion is bad. It's very, uh, it can be destructive. It has bad ideas. And he wasn't only saying Islam at that moment. And she had to like go back and be like, well, this is where you and I differ. Other religions are fine. And this one's bad. And he's like, you know, this one's the worst, but that one's, you know, th- but th- that they're all kind of bad. And I was just thinking to myself, like for somebody to be talking about Christianity, not having, you know, uh, the blood on his hands, you just don't know you know history. Don't, yeah, you just don't have any historical context mm-hmm. to say that shit. A lot of wars. Or, or you're doing like freeze tag or whatever and you're going, you're it. Like, at this moment, you can't put nothing on us. Like, cause we didn't do it. We didn't do anything in the last right. two to three days. So it's right. on, it's on you, uh, Islam. Fix your shit. Right. And it's, you know, it's like the hypocrisy of it all is just so astounding. It's, 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 like I said, I had to turn the shit off. It was too much. I was just getting angry. Right, that's one reason why I'm not trying to find. I haven't watched that show. I don't watch that show because I'm like, I look at TV, go fuck you, and just leave because I'm like, I I can't take it. Like me personally, you know, because it's just one of those things where I'm like, just let people do what they want to do, and as long as they're not bothering nobody, I don't give I don't give a fuck what kind of religion you are. I don't. Right, my thing is that 
the vast majority of these people that are muslim don't do anything fucked up to people like they don't they're not they're not actively out here killing people and and shit now if you want to talk about someone's religion and it's oppression of women and all this shit i agree i don't think that that's cool me either but i also find that to be through a theme throughout most religions right so to me i've kind of as a person that's not religious i've kind of learned to kind of deal with it well i'm like that's ignorant i don't agree with it i think it's fucking stupid and but at the same time i don't go but if a christian person kills people that's a problem with the religion i go that's a problem with that person Person. like that person violated those boundaries of uh social um law that we have like that person did that just the same way if a person was an atheist and they killed a bunch of people i wouldn't go well obviously all atheists fucking kill people i like it's so weird that they pick those lines and i think because being islamophobic is a place where you can actually gather people that typically don't agree on shit Mm -hmm. you can gather them all together and galvanize that hatred that's what mars doing in my opinion it's like hey i don't care if you're a republican i don't care if you're left i don't care whatever like people find this type of fear migraine to be less offensive so even people that you would consider like oh this person is uh you know a religiously tolerant person on the left they, not not with this kind of shit right and they to, decide that muslims are the enemy and all muslims are trying to kill us and to me i don't care what anybody says is a form of racism when when you get to this point where you just like i don't like this particular group of people or this to me because that's the way it looks because it's to me it's bigger than a religion it it, fo- it literally focuses on the people more than the religion people just use the religion as a forefront to hide the racism that they have against a group of people in my mind so when you do this you go they all the same they all look alike they all do this they all do that well, and we I'm saw like, that can't fox, do that we saw that fox thing where the woman actually said like well you know they look don't they don't look like bad guys like hmm what what does that mean right what what color are the bad guys correct you know typically supposed to be you know not to mention that um um to to, you know even more so um a lot a lot of this stuff it unifies people under this like common shared fear and hatred and i think it gives people to dismiss it so that you can say later on hey and then christians do this shit too but the problem for me is attaching it to anybody's religion is kind of a problem if you're when something isn't systematic when it's systematic i get it like when it's like the practice of slavery is a systematic (laughs) injustice that is being perpetrated and justified through a religion i understand that when it's the oppression of women i understand that like i'm not a person that would go well no it's okay because it's your religion i actually don't believe in that Mm -mm. and anybody that listens to the show knows i don't give a fuck if your religion says it's okay to be homophobic or or misogynist or racist like i don't care what it says uh that you know that's fucked up but at the same time if someone did something extreme that's a totally different argument in my opinion like you know that's like saying everybody with bipolar or disorder is going to kill somebody correct and that's not true these aren't true right but but let someone with bipolar disorder do something violent and that's the first thing people run to is all of them 
so it's it's very weird to watch people you know that seem to be able to operate with nuance lack it when it comes to this topic so right and a lot of and a lot of, a lot of times the people that go all of them are never in that all of them group you know what i'm saying like of, of course they're not and you know? you're like well what the fuck are you talking about because at one period of time you know, you were considered the other two most likely, you know, right. so it was just one of those things where people have a tendency to forget, and especially here in the United States, a lot of cultures now that are quote unquote grouped in with whiteness were not considered whiteness when they first got here. But you know, that's history, but people don't want to hear that now. And people always assume that their particular group is an exception to the rule. Yeah, there was, um, uh, there's been a lot of debate about this thing it was like, uh, I don't know how you pronounce it. JCS, Jesus, charlie which is supposed to mean i am charlie which is supposed to be like a rallying cry for like we're all charlie hebdo we're all that magazine yeah they're getting in french yeah yeah um i mean they they there's some good sauce too Uh, i love me some jesus sauce on a french dip um but yeah it was uh it, it was something that that people started using to try to like show solidarity um in this situation and I think what people are forgetting is there's a place in the middle where I'm not that guy. I'm not Charlie Hebdo. I'm not their magazine. I'm not, <clears throat> I'm not walking around, uh, agreeing with their, their point of view. I don't, I don't think their mockery of religion and race and shit is very good. It would be like if Artie Lane got killed by uh someone who was tired of him making jokes about charlie gar i mean about eric garner and shit uh i'm not wearing an i am Artie shirt i know you know i still can operate on the place uh in a place of fuck Artie lane but i don't want him to get killed right that shit wrong I, but i'm not picking your side you can't polarize it that way where there's two sides of this you with the terrorists or you with the ability to pick on Muslims and all this shit. Like, nah, I'm, I'm, I don't co-sign that. Me either. Like, it's okay for me to be like, yeah, you're still an asshole. But that shit. I didn't want you to die, but you're an asshole. Right. You know, and I think a lot of people, especially, um, people of privilege, they, well, and by privilege, I don't just mean white. I Mm -hmm. mean, your country, you know, as far as your nationality, your station in life, your class, your religion. A lot of things where it's like I'm not in these groups that get picked on. Right. So I support picking on these groups because you've never had to think about, man, if Charlie Hebdo was just, you know, only making jokes about my shit or if they were making like what I really support them. Like it's like, yes, keep keep it coming. Like, I don't think that's what people are saying. Mm-mm. They in this particular situation, it's like, fuck those Muslims. So I'm with Charlie. That's it. But they don't actually support being picked on. You can tell because these are the same people that get mad about the war on Christmas because we say happy holidays in America. Correct. You know, these are, these are the same people that, <clears throat> that always create these false dichotomies, uh, in our own American audience when it comes to, uh, religious stuff, you know, and now they're wearing this shirt. You know, you, you, these are the same people that make jokes about the French and think the French ain't shit, um, and want to call them freedom fries. But today, because they're it aligns with their uh the rhetoric against islam it's oh yeah yeah charlie hebdo we represent them now we cool mm-hmm. they, we cool with them mm-hmm. you didn't read that shit Mm-mm. you know um but it says here um it says so basically i am charlie was became like a big thing that was going around soon though came a repo uh repository i don't know uh a retort 
Janie C.O.S. Paz Charlie, which is I'm not Charlie, as a tragedy triggered a debate about free speech and its limits and whether the right to offend someone should always be used. Yeah. And also the free speech argument is so, so misplaced. It, mm-hmm. it, it just gives me, it makes my brain hurt. Yeah. Cause watching people, people misuse that phrase. People are dumb. Yeah. I'm just watching it like this ain't a free speech issue, guys. No, it's not. The, 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 those guys aren't from the government. They didn't lock anybody up. They didn't. Right. You said it. No, no, no. You know, nobody stopped you from saying nobody you're stopped the you. Right. You can you can print this tomorrow. Yes, you can. No, like tomorrow you can run the same racist, Islamophobic bullshit. Nobody's stopping you. Mm-mm. You know. So I think you just got to deal with it. You know. Mm-hmm. And deal um, with. Some people not gonna like it, and you're just gonna have to deal with a few people that's going to take it to the extreme are they wrong yes but they are out there yeah what people do is racist right you know what i mean so um i don't understand how people can even get mad at that like uh, or what they did was illegal is what i mean not racist what the people that blew up and shot up everything there that was illegal that's against the law they're yeah. not supposed to do that so there's the really law. there's really not two sides of this Mm-mm. you know they're framing it like there's a bunch of sides of this nobody's you know um going yeah it's okay to kill people for disagreeing with you um we're okay with this and fuck charlie hebdo and that's it people are like no this is tragic whether the you know i'm sure there's some people there's always some people but vast majority of people are like no this is tragic and i hate that that happened to those people correct like it's annoying i didn't like them but whatever but, but they keep framing it like no we're all charlie no we're not no we're not all charlie guys for many civil libertarians the issue was clear charlie hebdo was pu- had published crude rude cartoons and mocked everyone from politicians to the pope to the prophet muhammad it saw his mission as challenging taboos and sacred cows the best way to honor the 12 kill and stand up to free speech was to print the cartoons again the group Index on Censorship ran a selection of Charlie Hebdo cartoons online and called on other publications and websites to follow suit to show that fear should not be allowed to stifle free expression. Uh, historian Timothy Garton Ash said that if newspapers didn't publish the images, the assassins will have won. Some websites and newspapers did print the Muhammad cartoons, but many, especially in the U.S. and Britain, did not, saying they violated editorial policies against willfully giving offense. The Associated Press has decided not to run the issues, uh, images, explaining in part the AP tries hard not to be the conveyor belt for images and actions aimed at mocking or provoking people on the basis of religion, race, or sexual orientation. While we run many photos that are politically or socially provocative, there are areas verging on hate speech and actions where we feel it is right to be cautious. Uh, Alan Rusbridger, editor of the United Kingdom's Guardian newspaper, said we completely defend Charlie Hebdo's ethos and values and the right to offend in the way that they did. But he said there are some very offensive ones that the Guardian would never in the normal run of events publish, and it could, it would be wrong to change in response to terrorism. Others point out that in all societies, freedom of speech has its limits. In France, several people have been arrested this week for glorifying killing, the killings on social media. Even staunch defenders of free speech may be alarmed that hashtag Jesus Kawachi, which means I am the Kawachi brothers, I guess, identifying with the brothers who were the assailants in the Charlie Hebdo attack has become a Twitter hashtag. Some who condemn the killings use the I am not Charlie hashtag to express unease as they saw, uh, as they saw 
what they as what they saw as hurtful uh publishing hurtful inflammatory and sometimes racist images charlie hebdo once depicted a black government minister as a monkey and in 2012 amid an uproar over an anti-muslim film the magazine published drawings of muhammad naked and in demeaning or pornographic poses such muhammad images offend many ordinary muslims and some argue target a community that already feels beleaguered in france Upon represent, underrepresented in the corridors of power, overrepresented in prison, and stigmatized by a law against religious displays that bans headscarves in school and face covering veils in public places. American cartoonist Joe Sacco drew a cartoon in response to the attacks in which he mused that the lines on the paper are a weapon and the satire is meant to cut to the bone, but whose bone? Though tweaking the noses of Muslims can be permissible as it is now believed to be dangerous it has never struck me as anything other than a vapid way to use a pen Sacco wrote uh charlie hebdo's supporters say many criticisms uh miss the crucial context um uh or su- say such criticism misses crucial context the newspaper's humor stands in tradition that mocks hypocrisy and punctures pretension without fear or favor french journalist Anne elizabeth motet described it as rude, obscene, irreverent, and anti-religious, the last true heir of the French revolutionary and Republican traditions. My question is this. So what was the context of the black woman looking like a monkey? Mm-hmm. Like, is that some deeper meaning than that? Because I just want to know. Like, yeah, It's funny how, just listening to you reading that, how, uh, especially in America, how we pick and choose what we consider offensive, what we don't consider offensive. The only reason I personally believe the only reason why you're not playing, why you're not putting that shit up here in America, because you know it's hot, you know people are, are antsy about it, and you know you would get a lot of backlash. Well, some people have policies against it already. So True. coming out going, I support this. You don't really support it because you wouldn't do this shit. Correct. You know, but okay, fine. You say you support the principle of it. Cool. I don't really see what the problem is then because nobody's really saying they don't support the principle of it. it. People are going, yeah, that's rude and that's fucked up, but nobody I saw, no one of any reason is going, it's rude and it's fucked up, but it's okay to kill them. Oh, correct. You know? Um, so, and then, you know, another thing that's been weird and that is people have been pointing out the Muslim people that have died because the cop who was killed um, on video, he was a Muslim. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a woman, I think, that may have been shot in the mall or a police officer who was shot separately and she was Muslim. Mm-hmm. It's weird because I get it. You're trying to say, look, they shot Muslim people too. So their hatred is really irrational and not really focused and whatnot. But then there's also this weird part where it's like, well, now you're using this person's death as, as a prop correct where it's like look they killed this muslim person too and i it's a conflicting thing because on the one hand i understand they shouldn't be a race for the narrative Mm -hmm. just so people can be islamic phobic so you do want to bring up hey this isn't about all muslims being bad but then it's also like this kind of icky like uh this person died see this one doesn't fit the trend guys so calm down you know it's weird um it's, uh, it's this feeling of like, this is the good Muslim. So, see, they got a couple good ones. And so, anyway, thousands of people joined world leaders at a Paris Unity rally. Uh, tens of thousands of people, including more than 40 world leaders, streamed into the heart of Paris on Sunday for a rally of national unity to honor the 17 victims of the three days of terror. 
after a week of terror french officials are worried about containing and preventing further attacks the aftermath of the attacks uh, remain raw with video emerging of one of the gunmen killed during police raids pledging allegiance to the islamic state of iraq and syria and detailing how the attacks were going to unfold also a new shooting was linked to that gunman amadi kulabelli who was killed Friday along with the brothers behind a massacre at satirical newspaper Charlie Hebdo in nearly simultaneous raids by security forces. Today, Paris is the capital of the world, said French President Francois Hollande. Our entire country will rise up towards something better. Unity against extremism is the overriding message for Sunday's rally. Among the expected attendees are the Israeli Prime Minister and the Palestinian President. Uh, the Ukrainian president and Russian foreign minister, the leaders of Britain, Germany, NATO, the Arab League, and African nations. Top European and U.S. security officials are also holding a special meeting in Paris about fighting terrorism. Rallies were also planned in London, Madrid, and New York, all attacked by al-Qaeda-linked extremists, as well as Cairo, Sydney, Stockholm, Tokyo, and elsewhere. We are all Charlie. We are all police. We are all Jews of France. Prime Minister Manuel Valls declared on Saturday, referring to the victims of the attacks that included employees at Charlie Hebdo, shoppers at the kosher kosher grocery, and three police officers. Hmm. I didn't say we're all Muslims because two of the police officers killed was Muslim, right? Still feels, I don't know, it just feels very, a lot of propaganda involved in this shit. The three days of terror began Wednesday when brothers Saeed, Sharif Koichi, and Sharif Koichi stormed the newsroom of Charlie Hebdo, killing 12 people. On Friday, a member of Al-Qaeda branch in Yemen said the group directed the attack at Char- on Charlie Hebdo as revenge for the honor of Islam's prophet Muhammad. The member on Friday provided to CBS News a statement in English saying the leadership of AQAP directed operations and they have chosen their target carefully. Um... So then they had the two standoffs, um, and now they're looking for this Hayat Boumadien, uh, who is the supposedly the girlfriend of the supermarket shooter or the wife of the supermarket shooter, um, and they can't find her. So they still remain on high alert because I guess they don't know what she's planning on doing. So on oh, what her relationship role with is, Ra- yeah. You know, um so they're still looking for her man um more than 5500 police and soldiers were being deployed on sunday across france about half of them to protect the march the others were guarding synagogues mosques schools and other sites around france i hope that we will again be able to say we are happy to be jews in france says hein corsia the chief rabbi in france who planned to attend the rally um the the targeting of the jews in the grocery store attack has touched a nerve for many in the country's Jewish community, which prior to the attack had expressed concern over a tide of anti-Semitism following the Israel-Gaza war. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu had asked French officials to step up security around Jewish sites following the recent attack. Before Sunday's rally, Netanyahu said in a statement, any Jew who wants to immigrate to Israel will be received here with open arms. He later announced the bodies of French Jews killed in the Paris grocery store will be buried in Israel. So, um, and then, yeah, then a video came out of the guy who was killed in the, in the, uh, grocery store standoff, um, saying that he was loyal to ISIS. 
speaking of loyal to isis uh our boy don lemon did an interview um with a human rights lawyer who happened to be muslim okay um and you know his upstanding journalism, uh, journalism and his ability to uh get right to the heart of the matter is radical islam to blame for what happened in paris one prominent american voice republican senator lindsey graham of south carolina says yes I'm joined now by Arslan Iftikhar. He's a senior editor of the Islamic Monthly and founder of themuslimguy.com. Appreciate you, you being here tonight. What is your reaction to what happened, Arslan? Well, I, I think, you know, like millions and billions of people around the world, we were shocked and horrified to see what happened today at the offices of Charlie Hebdo in, in Paris. And, uh, you know, it's something that is against any normative teaching of Islam or any religious teaching, and it's a crime against humanity and an act of mass murder. Do you have a problem with these uh, cartoons, the way they depict the Prophet Muhammad? No, not at all. And, and I think that if you, you know, surveyed the vast majority of Muslims around the world, uh, you know, they would certainly say that, uh, you know, the killing of innocent civilians is, is not only, uh, you know, murder, but it's also against any normative mainstream teachings of Islam. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, their acts are about as Muslim as abortion clinic bombers or gay nightclub bombers are acts are Christian. Mm -hmm. What you're saying is very close uh, to what CARE is saying. CARE, of course, is uh, America's largest Muslim civil uh, liberties and advocacy organization. And I want to read to you. They put out a, a statement uh, tonight uh, denouncing uh, the, the attack in Paris. And they said there is absolutely no justification in Islam for this kind of heinous massacre targeting innocent people. Islam is a religion that promotes tolerance. Uh, emphasizes freedom of speech and encourages the moderate middle path. And then it goes on to talk about that they should be brought to uh, swiftly to justice. Um, their words and what you're saying, no, that's not always a reality of what many people think about Islam. Yeah, but you know, uh, Don, it's, it's important to not conflate, you know, the actions of a very few to, you know, a population of 1.7 billion people, which represents 20% of the world's population. You know, if people want to blame Islam for things, they, you know, they can blame us for inventing algebra or modern medical anesthesia or having five out of the last 12 Nobel Peace Prize uh, winners. And, and so I think it's important that, uh, you know, to, 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 you know to, to call out the fact that, you know, when, when Christians uh, commit acts of terror, we don't ask, you know, priests uh, and, and pastors to go on national television and condemn these acts. But sadly, Muslim public intellectuals, thinkers, leaders, and Islamic scholars, uh, you know, have that uh, double standard that we have to deal with. But it's important for us to get the message out so, that, that Muslims are not only as opposed uh, to terrorism, but one of the victims today, actually, uh, the police officer, a 42-year-old man who was gunned down on the sidewalk, was actually a Muslim. Many times, so, you know, many times Muslims are the victims of these terrorist attacks. And it, listen, it, it, you're saying that Islam is to, to blame. Radical Islam is to blame. Well, I think it's important to keep in mind that, you know, bringing religion into it at all is, uh, you know, actually serving the purposes of the terrorists. Mm -hmm. I mean, the Prophet Muhammad said that extremists should be considered the dogs of hell and enemies of Islam. I mean, it, it, he was attacked and, you know, defamed many times during his life, and there was not one time where he told people to take retribution for that. And so I think it's important to keep in mind that, you know, these are irreligious criminals that are committing acts of mass murder. And, you know, again, to conflate, uh, you know, this to, you know, a civilization that has been around for 1,400 years and, again, that, you know, has created things like algebra and modern medicine, uh, you know, I think is reductive and simplistic at best. I, I have to ask you, because um, there are a lot, of, a lot of violent extremists use religion to justify their actions. Uh, Newsweek found back in, in August that 16% of French citizens support ISIS. 
Would you describe those who support ISIS as Islamic extremists? Well, it, they obviously, you know, uh, they obviously have sympathies for that ideology. I don't think that that would mean that they would justify the killing of innocent civilians uh, or, or murdering people on the streets. Again, uh, you know, there's been no religion in the history of the world, Don, that has been immune from acts of religious terrorism. And we, we had nine crusades. We had the Thirty Years' War. Uh, we, had the Ku we, have, we have the Ku Klux Klan in America, uh, a Christianist organization. Um, you know, in, in Norway a couple of years ago, you remember, Don, uh, Anders Breivik, you know, murdered 77 kids on an island and tried to assassinate the prime minister of Norway and left behind a 1,500-page treatise mm -hmm. calling himself a soldier of Christianity. Now, we didn't expect every Christian leader around the world to go on national television and, and condemn him because we knew that he was a lunatic. But sadly, there is a double standard in place when a brown Muslim commits an act of, uh, of murder. Then, Point uh, taken, Arslan. I understand where you're going with it, but I, I just want to get a more specific, again, in August, 16% of French citizens support ISIS. Would yeah. you describe those support, who support ISIS, ISIS as Islamic extremists? Do you support ISIS? The same question. Nope, he added something. Keep listening. In August, 16% of French citizens support ISIS. Would yeah. you describe those support, who support ISIS, ISIS as Islamic extremists? Do you support ISIS? Why would he ask him that? Oh my God! This is bright, intelligent man spitting statistics and stats, and basically probably got a fucking PhD or some shit. Basically coming out and saying, "I don't condone this. This is not right. There's a double standard." And you ask him, "Does he support ISIS?" The entire point of the conversation was that you don't need to ask that question. Right. The entire and this was not a short conversation. Five minutes into a conversation that was like, look, man, the, just because someone's Muslim doesn't mean they support this. This is an extreme one-off situation. This is not something that represents all Muslims any more than the, the KKK represents all Christians. He gave so many articulate, well-thought-out responses he, and he answers and statistics. Him. He didn't give a fuck. It's like the entire point of this conversation was to get to the point where i get to ask him does he support isis and to fucking condemn isis that was it it was like it was no other fucking point and yeah. ah yeah and, that, and 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 if i was that man i would be hot because i was like you bought me on here for this bullshit it's like he, it's almost like people don't know how to interview no more. It's like yeah, 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 think, yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah, I don't even think it's. I don't. I don't think he's because a lack of skill. I think CNN. Remember what I told you with the all cops. Yeah. Ask a cop. Yeah. I think they know it's going to piss people off and they know it's going to go viral and they know they're going to get clicked. Right. So they got the ratings up. It's like this. This interview's not going to be good. Unless I take it further than Fox News would even take it and not ask him something that is going to be a headline on Gawker and BuzzFeed and all these sites. And I think that's what Don Lemon does. I think that's all he does. I don't think he's I don't think there's any skill he excels at mm -mm. in any in any area over other other newscasters. No, but he is willing to play the fool to ask the most salacious, foolish question that makes us all go, wow, what an idiot. You know, and he'll never get fired, or if he does, he'll just land on Fox News or something. Like, he's, there will never be a time that he can't make a living off of doing what he's doing right now. Correct. Um, not to mention, part of him is this way because he feels this way about black people. 
you're right like, you know when he does his pull your pants up segment that like don't say the n-word segment like he believes in a lot of this like everybody you represent everybody in your race at all times Wait, did you just ask if I support ISIS? And I just answered your question. I said that obviously these 16% of people support the ideology, but again, I don't think that that would uh, necessarily extrapolate to uh, supporting of, of killing of innocent people. You can uh, have sympathy for an ideology and, and not uh, you know, support the mass murder of people. And, and that's what the vast majority of the Muslim street, whether you're dealing with Paris or Islamabad or Jakarta, uh, you know, we're as horrified as everybody else about what happened today, and we grieve with the victims and uh, with the people of Paris. So, Frederick Fleck and our reporter there said that their people took to the streets, mm -hmm. uh, and we saw them uh, in Paris. Yeah. He said he didn't see much anti-Muslim or anti-Islam uh, uh, demonstrators there or talk of it. Do you worry about anti-Muslim protests in the days to come? You know, it's really interesting, Don. You know, in the last few weeks, uh, Germany has seen uh, close to 20,000 people uh, showing up at, at anti-Muslim uh, rallies around the country. We see the rise of mm. far-right nationalistic, uh, xenophobic political parties like the, uh, you know, Jean-Marie Le Pen. Yeah, man. Shout out to, to, to this dude. Yeah. I know he runs MuslimGuy.com. He did that I don't know. I don't know how he stayed focused. I would have probably lost my focus. Like, I, dude, I can't believe you just did that. He basically repeated this. He was like, I basically just answered that question. Yeah, but I mean, he's continuing the rest of this interview. Right. He didn't let it derail the interview, which yeah. a lot of people it would have, which is what they would have wanted. Right. Like, I would have just, like, it was almost yeah, like he just said. Kudos to you for being a professional. Yeah, it's almost like he just said, noted, and then it kept going. Like, mm -hmm. uh, did you just ask me that? Okay. And it wouldn't be surprised to me. It wouldn't be surprising to me if people throw this shit at him all the time. Yeah, maybe that's it's just so. Right. So he's kind of trained himself to repeat or answer the question and just keep going on. Well, the you know, also it's kind of almost like the uh, President Obama thing. He, if you're a Muslim and you're on TV and you're talking about this shit, you're in the can't get angry or upset box. Right, and he, if you even if you get justifiably upset, like why would you even compare me to this? Like, obviously, I just talked about how I I don't agree with it. People will still go, look at the angry mu Muslim. See, if he ain't have nothing to hide, why is he getting so upset? So you have to be like, no, well, you know, I don't believe that, and I don't agree with them, and blah, 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 or else the world's going to flip on you too. That, and also I think the fact that he said multiple times when shit happens, folks go to people in prominent Muslim roles and ask them, dumb questions and basically they had to come out and denounce it and say you know this is not all of us so i guarantee he's been called on and interviewed a lot yeah but but the thing is though he was talking to a black guy about this he even gave examples right. the, the disconnect is just too real it's yes too real. it is it's like a complete separation party in france or gert wilders in uh in holland and other neo-nazi parties and so you know there is a uh, far-right uh you know political extremist polit uh, groups that are you know that are you know using this as uh as a talking point so and, do you worry so, about it sure i do uh and but i think that it's, it's important to keep in mind that these are uh you know european societies are wonderful free societies that are welcoming to people of all different backgrounds and, and i think that you know common sense will ultimately prevail mm -hmm. Arsalan Ishikar, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it. My pleasure, Don. Thank you. We've got much more to come tonight. Oh, my God, yeah, man. He just makes a living off of that. That's, oh, my God. That is just so ignorant, man. Um, all right. Let's uh, cover some other news. Um, 
let's talk about kids trying to kill people okay Uh-oh. sometimes kids want to do it and doesn't have anything to do with religion all right new tonight at 5 30 a disturbing plan by some young kids at a local elementary school has shocked the small town of elba in genesee county the group of fourth graders were reportedly plotting to kill their teacher fourth graders Tonya Sides' Erica Brecker tells us how officials say the students had planned to carry out their plan and what possible punishment they will face. According to the Genesee County Sheriff's Department incident report, three fourth graders, all between 9 and 10 years old, were upset with their teacher. The students knew... Why to stop? No. No. You... Hold on. I'll click something. Let me go back. Okay. I'm about to say what happened. Um, damn. Fourth graders ready to kill somebody? How are you right, find out? There was a discussion. made comments and from the class that with their team. According to the Genesee County Sheriff's Department incident go. report, three fourth graders, all between nine and ten years old, were upset with their teacher. The students knew their teacher is highly allergic to antibacterial hand sanitizer, and they knew it's banned from the classroom, so the three children were allegedly going to sneak it in. The report says the suspects made comments to other students that they were going to kill the teacher by putting antibacterial products around the classroom. There was a discussion between some of the students involved, and there were also students who were not involved in that discussion who overheard it at least one of those students told their mother who happens to be a school board member that mother went to the school administration and the district contacted the sheriff's department for guidance well i think the school took it very seriously that's why we were contacted initially two youth officers interviewed the students involved one of them said that the teacher yells at us and that the class has problems with her the youth officer's report also states they were informed that this particular class has trouble getting along and that one student said bullying is an issue. Elba District Superintendent Jerome Pico couldn't address specifics but wrote in a press release today, the district does not condone any of the behaviors that have been reported and is in the process of working alongside the sheriff's department to use this incident as a vehicle for educating the district students regarding appropriate behaviors. Ultimately, the school elected to handle it themselves and that was where the sheriff's office left it that means taking action or punishment is left up to the school district although there was some discussion about doing this uh, it had never actually happened uh, it never carried through with it brewster says the sheriff's department could not file criminal charges juvenile laws require that kids under 16 have to actually commit a misdemeanor or felony to face charges the Elba Central School Board happens to be holding a special meeting tonight. We'll be there to see if this school incident is part of that discussion. Scott? Erica, before you go, if the Sheriff's Department is no longer involved here, the district isn't releasing any details, will we ever really know what happens with these kids, these fourth graders? Good question, Scott. Before the school district took over, the Sheriff's Department suggested they go to youth court, which is an innovative peer-run court where other students actually decide an appropriate punishment. Superintendent Pico didn't say if they'll take that route or not, only that the district is working with the students and parents involved. All right, Erica Brecker tonight. Erica, thank you. Um, let me turn my volume back down. Um, yeah. What are they going to talk to the kids about? Right. It's like, we're going to talk about appropriate behaviors. Hey, uh, don't kill your teacher. That's not appropriate, guys. Go to your parents if you have issues with your teacher. Yeah, let's just not. Can we just not? Yeah, talk to the principal. There's, there's other adults around that you could have talked to. I've noticed that attempted murder of teachers has been up a lot this year, and we like to get that number down back to zero. So, kids, if you could, not kill your teachers.
Hand, right. And they were gonna put hand, hand sanitizer in their shit. Like they, they had thought about this. Uh, right. And, and and I think that's the problem that this right here was calculated. They sat down, they plotted, they had ideas. And let's say that the student that went to her mama, let's say she didn't take that seriously, then this teacher ended up fucking dead. And there's no crime you can accuse the kids of? Right. No crime. No crime? What? Oh, maybe they just didn't expect the mom to testify against the kid. I guess that's reasonable. And my my thing, honestly, they was all white because, uh, just my opinion, I think if this has been anybody brown skin tone, they would have pushed this to the to the utmost and everybody would have been punished to the fullest extent of the law yeah that's that's just my personal opinion and then then they wonder why people why you don't have good competent teachers nobody wants to go into a classroom and have to worry about fucking students trying to kill them and you barely paying them twenty thousand dollars a year fuck you well the teachers are there to fuck the students not the other way around i mean come on i mean you can get killed by these little motherfuckers I can see if you get killed from an STD from a kid. Oh, you just want to fuck him? Not but obviously, you? you don't want okay. him to, to get murdery. Uh, 50 Cent is upset um, by Fox promotions. You know, he had his own show, Power, on the Stars Network. Right. Mm-hmm. Just getting big ratings over there. He saw a promo uh, poster for the series Empire on Fox. And they played that shit to fucking death. What do you mean? The Empire commercial. Oh, okay. So um, he saw the promotion, which had Terrence Howard and Taraji P. Henson with smoldering expressions that are similar to the image that they used for power of Amari Hardwick and Naturi Naughton. Um, After Jackson, uh, so Jackson went on, on Twitter, put both of the pictures up, and was like, they didn't have to do that. Trying to say, like, they biting his style. They weren't thinking twice about you. Right. First of all, you don't have a copyright on smoldering at the camera. Right. Um, and so after he used his social media account to point out the similarities, Henson, Tiraji P. Henson responded on Twitter and said, I pay attention to dollar signs, not cents. Oh, she got jokes. And she added the peace sign emoji. Uh, and so 50 Cent said, can you say anything bad when a woman says something, something to you and not be inappropriate? So I just laughed about it and let it brush. That's cool. I think there's room for more a- actual television shows. shows so uh, I guess he was like thinking a bunch of misogynistic insults. And he was like, uh, I'm going to look bad if I call her a bitch or whatever. So right. let me just calm down and Correct, uh, take Because he was like, I-, I see what happened to other niggas when they start going in on women. Not to mention the shows aren't the same. No, they are not. Not even close to the same. If any, if maybe that poster might be the only similarity they have, but the the show's not the same. Come on, man. Um, President Obama said, "Uh, free community college for everyone. You get a you get a two year degree. You get a two year degree." I'm 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 really thinking about doing that. Like a bunch of stipulation, like nigga, you already got a degree. You can't go back. President Barack Obama's plan called American College Promise seeks to make two years of community college or technical college as free as the uni- and university as high school. It comes with a steep price tag and doubts are sufficient, uh, and there are doubts about sufficient support in Congress. Some questions and answers about the plan were announced Friday. How would it work? The student would need to go to school at least half time, maintain a two and a half point, a 2.5 grade point average, and make progress towards a degree. States will have to provide about a quarter of the cost of the program, maintain existing education spending, and work 
to reduce the need for remedial classes and repeated courses. Colleges will participate in students will have to offer academic programs that fully transfer to four-year college job, colleges or tr- job training programs with high school graduation rates that lead to degrees and certifications sought by employers. How can it be quote-unquote free? It's only free to students. The proposal estimated to cost the federal government about $60 billion over 10 years could save students an average of $3,800 in tuition per year. The White House estimates that if every state opted in, about 9 million students can be helped. Why now? Because uh, <laughs> he's a lame duck president. Fuck y'all gonna do, nigga? Right. Uh, but nah, uh, Obama proposal is loosely modeled after the Tennessee Promise, a scholarship program to begin this fall using lottery money in Tennessee that provides two years of free tuition to state, community, and technical colleges. Roughly 90% of the state's high school seniors have applied although not all are expected to use the benefit. The goal is to help bolster the percent of Tennesseans with a post-secondary degree from 33% to 55%. There's also a uh, similar program in Chicago. Right, so he's adopting something that somebody else already has in place, and people go, nah, fuck, fuck a free education. Well, I don't, yeah, I'm, well, yeah, I guess. Same thing happened with the Romney thing. Um, the Republican-led Congress, because will it pass Congress? Um, the Republican-led Congress has shown a reluctance to adopt new big spending programs. Even supporters of the Tennessee program, like Republican Senator Lamar Alexander and Bob Corker of Tennessee, say the program is better kept at state and local level. So that's one of the big things they have there that they do. The hypocrisy they present uh, to stop the president is they'll be like, "No, it's okay for my state where I campaigned on it, got elected, and it's widely popular." But for the country, no one would want that. You know, like, I hate that shit. Why wouldn't they, sir? Unless the president has a responsible plan to meet our existing commitments, he shouldn't be making new promises to the American people that the American people can't afford, said Representative John Klein, Republican Minnesota, chairman of the House Education and Workforce Committee. Yeah, go with my plan of not doing shit, motherfuckers. Uh, besides questions about funding, what are the arguments against the plan? While supporters say such a program expands the pool of students going to college, mm-hmm. educators disagree on whether this is the best use of tax dollars. That's in part because some of the students who could benefit could afford to pay tuition on their own, and the neediest of the students might not get the aid, all the aid that they need. In Tennessee, some private college leaders and politicians have expressed concern that the Tennessee plan could divert students and scholarship money away from four-year schools. Them, yeah, talking about the expensive ass places that constantly take people money. And mm-hmm. I went to a four year university, and there's nothing wrong with four year universities, but the truth be told, the cost of uh, college education is skyrocketing, and the average person cannot afford to go. They just cannot afford to go. And a lot of times you raise tuition, and there's nothing justifying these tuition raises uh, for most people, even though. Uh, the states, these same states that claim that uh, they don't want to give you free tuition won't give the universities, for your universities, the money that they need. So they cut uh, funding, and cut funding also means raise, but you have to pay. And the average person cannot afford to graduate from college $100,000, $200,000, $300,000, dollars worth of debt. This is a fucking house, a car, uh, a whole bunch of shit combined into one. 
and you graduate and you can't get a fucking job making decent wage, you know, to pay this shit back. This is why now you have a huger percentage of ever of people graduating and going back home and staying home till they get into their thirties now because they goddamn motherfucker cannot pay for the cost of college education. And education matters in our country because it's one of those things where without some form of higher education, it doesn't have to be a, a four year degree, but without some form of higher education, you're not going to make it. Yeah. Um, I, I, my thing is, I really just think there's a fundamental misunderstanding of what college is. Right. And I think it's been used as a class system to separate the haves from the have nots mm-hmm. more so than it has to educate people. For example, 60 Dartmouth students, were charged with cheating in an ethics class. I believe that. Ethics class. Cheating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of people cheat in college. A yeah, lot. in the ethics class, though. Mm-hmm. Ethics. Right. Which is about, you know, morality and not cheating and shit. Right. A lot of people in a lot of larger universities, uh, it put like this, it's a lot of people with degrees that are dumb, and a lot of people have cheated <laughs> to get these degrees uh, have copied tests and plagiarized and all kinds of shit to get degrees. So just because you have a degree don't mean you properly earned it. And it also um, don't mean that you retain the knowledge from it. Mm. Yeah, the ethics, you cheated in the one class that's about not doing that, right? Yeah. Okay. That's what, that's what it's about. Um. Anyway, uh They've been charged with honor code violation after the school discovered widespread cheating in an ethics course designed to help struggling student athletes. Student athletes. Student athletes. Like, it's just so funny because a lot of this shit is the lifeblood of the university. Like, I honestly feel like Americans think the purpose of secondary education is to crown a college football champion and create basket uh, brackets for basketball. Of course, because, uh, you know, this quote unquote playoffs, you know, that you guys are having, uh, the mass majority of college students, you know, are back or on their way back. Uh, but, uh, Monday, when is it Monday? Yeah, Monday, you're going to be crowning the first champion. Guess what they need to be back at school? Right. You know, and the same thing for the, 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 in March for the Sweet 16. You have all these, they're, they're, they're traveling. They're Monday, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, midnight, all this shit. We rah, 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 cheer, cheer, cheer. Go, go, go. You have very unrealistic expectations on these, on these quote unquote student athletes, but yet you expect them to be everywhere and do everything and keep their GPAs up and do all this shit when motherfucker you can barely work 40 hours a week and do all the other obligations that you're supposed to do but yet you expect an athlete to uh do your 40 hours a week and go to class and keep a gpa up and travel but they don't really expect it they don't really expect it because you're giving them grades well then and what like here's a class where it's like the same thing happening at chapel hill we're gonna create bullshit classes for these kids like and, and like I said, I'm not blaming the kids. All of us would cheat if you just told us, hey, here's your college degree. Go to just go, just write, you know, copy this paper and send it in. We'll just give you an A. All of us would do it. Right. I don't feel, find myself to be morally superior to these people. Mm-hmm. I didn't get that opportunity, but also didn't have the weight of the university's financial goals on my back with the shit that, that I did. Correct. So I'm not jealous or anything like that. Mm-mm. My point being, it's a farce. So right. why are we even, why, you know, what's the point of getting all caught up in all this bullshit when, when the, 
we know it's not real so the to me the president coming up with a program that says here's two years of community college to help people get started or to at least get them close to some uh to, to closer to their goals and then people go no well, that's cool locally but nationally uh, no colleges don't really take it serious either no and i guess for me that's why i have the problem with uh people just being the hypocrites about it because it's cool until you quote unquote get caught and then it's my university not yours it's your university not mine everybody pick sides everybody pick teams it's like well fuck you because at the end of the day everybody is a hypocrite when it comes to the system right um so yeah they were cheating uh they got caught they uh a quarter of those who enrolled in sports ethics and religion uh were said that participated in the scheme which involves students answering questions for absent classmates on electronic devices designed to record attendance i felt pretty burned by the whole thing religion religion professor randall Balmer told bloomberg i've never faced anything on this scale before rather than flunk the accused students Balmer ultimately decided to drop their scores by a letter grade, and that that was the right thing to do. Not that any of them would know it. So, yeah, because you can't fail them. I mean, now you're going to have kids that can't play basketball for the March Madness tournament. So, Right, costing your school billions of dollars. And, that, and the person is for the alumni. They don't pay the alumni prices and, and, and uh, get season tickets to, 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 to see me out there. Mm-hmm. So I just thought that was interesting, man. Um People mad at Kendrick Lamar, Karen. He fucked up. Okay. He did a, uh interview and with Billboard uh, Publishing, and he was talking about Ferguson. Um, he condemned the killing of Michael Brown, but he said that the issues also start within the community. I wish someone, I wish somebody would look into our neighborhood, knowing that it is already a situation mentally where it's fucked up. What happened to Michael Brown? What's up, guys? Stop. What are you doing, jerk? Um, <laughs> oh, man, they, they channel loud. Anyway. Yeah, it is. Um, so he says, what happened to Michael Brown should have never happened. Never. But when we don't have respect for ourselves, how do we expect them to respect us? It starts from within. Don't start with just a rally. Don't start from looting. It starts from within. What do you think about those comments? They're problematic, but a lot of other people feel like that too. Okay. Yeah. I just, yeah, I just think it's stupid, and I think it's wrong, and I think he shouldn't have said it. Correct. And I, at the same and time, I, I think he's a rapper, and I'm not like I'm not gonna spend Good Kid, Mad City any less than I do. But yeah, I'm not just because I like somebody as a rapper doesn't mean I go yeah. And those comments, you know, that's fine. Like, no, nah, they, they were fucked up. He All fucked right. up. Uh, I think he don't care right uh, and by don't care i don't mean don't care about black people so don't go extreme on me no what i'm saying I, I think he doesn't care enough to have learned the details of the conversation that's going on around ferguson right. because if he did and if he had ever taken time to speak on it he would have been confronted so much with the what about black on black crime what about this that eventually you go oh wait a minute this is all a smoke screen nobody cares about this black on black crime shit nobody cares about us respecting each other in our neighborhoods this is just what they say to vo to just point out the fact that we're covering something up. Look over there instead. Right. And it's almost similar to the Oprah thing. He's touring. He's going around the country. He's going around the world. Like he's doing shit. Like he's, his ear is not to the ground on what's happening. 
Yeah, like, well, he don't. He don't want it to be. He don't right. care. I mean, I like I said, I think people need to examine inside themselves once and for all. Why do does he have to care? Why Correct. do you feel like these people have to care? Right. Because my big thing is, if anything, the Black Lives Matter Ferguson has proven is that you don't need a celebrity to do a goddamn thing you don't need Mm -hmm. them to understand Mm -hmm. you don't need their quotes no you don't even when they don't get it it doesn't derail anything like even when you have someone like oprah say something it doesn't actually stop the next movement or the next thing it's not like oprah says something and then everybody cancels black brunch uh the black brunch thing it doesn't matter if they get it or not Mm -hmm. they'll either if they care they'll learn and if they don't care they won't learn I'm not saying that means you shouldn't call them out. I'm just saying examine yourself. Why does it matter to you that they get it? Because a lot of times, like, um, for example, um, and I mean this both ways, why does it matter that to protect Kendrick Lamar for not getting it? You know what I mean? Like the, well, maybe he's, like you said, maybe he's been busy on the road. Or not. Other people been busy. J. Cole came out with a whole album. He still know to know. He's still on the up and up. He knows. Right, because he wants to know. Yeah, he wants to know. Right. Other people don't want to know. Like, yep. You know, if you if you care, there's certain Talia Kweli. You know, like there's people that care and they want to know. John Legend, they 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 care and they want to know. And then some people that are just like, man, I'm not really paying attention to this shit, and I'm gonna give the most PC quote unquote. And by PC, I think what happens is these guys are like, I don't want to piss anybody off. I haven't really been paying attention to this. And this feels like the right thing to say because there's not much thought put into it. But he's just a rapper. He's not a fucking political leader. He's not, you know, he's just a guy who raps. Even if you think about a good kid, Mad City's not really a race record. You know, it's not about racism. It doesn't talk much about race in there at all. It's a very smart record and it's very, um, uh, he's very aware of his story. Right. But that doesn't mean he's aware of history. It doesn't mean he's aware of 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 just general um the general happenings of the world and and whatnot. So yeah, you know, for me personally, I just looked at it like, mm, Kendrick don't care and don't know. Right. And it's funny though how people put demands and expectations on famous people that you don't put on broke people. You know, just like people who don't have money and aren't in his status. Some people care, some people don't, some people are informed, some people are not. Same thing with them. The people too. Just because they're famous don't mean they care. Just because they're famous don't mean they're aware. Just because they're famous don't mean they give a fuck. You know, so it's just one of those things where you put unrealistic expectations on them because they're in the spotlight. Well, also, he's really good. And that's more important than even just the fame shit. A lot of people are like, you're really good at what you do. I want to like you as a human being. You know, cause like I said, the, the, this is why I don't, one of the reasons I don't do the celebrity worship and I don't really, I don't really come down on celebrities or artists or whatever for when they fuck up. Um, the second that person stops being entertaining to me, I don't care what they have to say. Correct. So I'm, I'm not going to lie to myself like Kendrick Lamar's comments hurt me personally cause they didn't. No, they did not. Cause if he would have, if, if fucking, um, the next Kendrick Lamar album sound like, the last Ab Soul album, I'll forget that nigga in a minute. Cause th- at the end of the day, it's all about entertainment. I'm sure if our podcast quality fell the fuck off, there's people that'll be like, yeah, I don't care what they said about that bullshit. Cause fuck them. They show is whack. Correct. You know? I, I don't think you should ever forget that moment. Like I think a lot of celebrities and entertainers 
and fans fool themselves into this idea thinking well because i agree with someone's political stances and shit then obviously uh i want to support their career and it's like yeah but if they whack i can't force myself right neither can most people right and and to me it's just one of those things where if i like your music i enjoy your music if i don't like your music you're whack like j cole's whack to me the nigga sucks he can do all the political shit he wants to i'm not gonna listen to his record right you know so to me i don't know i mentally can separate the two but a lot of people they they bundle that up into one and because i can separate it it's easier for me to digest all this right um so azalea banks uh uh full-time twitter beefer part-time rapper uh went in on his comments said they're the dumbest shit i ever heard a black man say uh and she criticized him for saying it to a white publication and told him to speak for your fucking self during her series of tweets that were still going on when this article was printed uh when we don't respect ourselves how do we expect them to respect us dumbest shit i ever heard a black man say lol do you know about the generational effects of poverty racism and discrimination there are things in society that benefit a select few of us fine but don't put down the rest by saying they don't respect themselves how dare you open your face to a white publication and tell them we don't respect ourselves speak for your fucking self i really pray for the minds of the urban youth i really do because i was once on the side of feeling like i wasn't owed anything once on the side of feeling like black people ain't shit because that's what america and my social studies textbooks taught me becoming an adult and doing my own research has really opened up my fucking eyes and i get upset to know that there are still young black kids in our public schools being indoctrinated with the same shit they pumped into my head and fuck all this shit about a race and racial barriers and getting along why does white people why does white america think blacks ever want to be here or even want to be here i really just want my fucking reparations and want you guys to stop killing my sons and telling my daughters they're ugly you can hate me and call me nigger all you want because chances are i probably think you are a cracker too um you know other people were saying we should probably this is what kara r brown said we should probably stop expecting people who can speak eloquently about their own experiences to be able to do the same for others right doc zeus said regarding kendrick sometimes your favorite artist genius can be hyper focused into one particular avenue and be a fool in another another dude big underscore business said give kendrick an oscar made everybody think he's a future pro black leader but really the 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 black misinformed version of ned flanders uh, another dude said Kendrick Lamar has been 175% opinionated and pro-black conscious love and women. Now he says words, one thing wrong, and we've lost him, cracking the fuck up. Yeah, people do do that too, where they throw you under the bus at the one fuck up, no matter what you've been doing your whole life. Mm-hmm. Uh, Art Vandalay says, want to know what Young Thug and Kendrick Lamar have in common? Neither is the spokesperson for the movement. Right um so yeah like i said i don't really have much of an attachment to it um but you know azalea banks um i mean she beefs she was after this she started beefing with fucking um um lupe fiasco on twitter like her i feel like if you pay for her concert then it should come with 20 minutes of twitter beef just live on the screen (laughs) like like we're gonna tap into my iphone and we're gonna go on the echo phone real quick and we're gonna see what's going on Uh uh-oh uh-oh it looks like uh bob said some shit i'm about to go in y'all hold up you know and it's just her tweeting for 20 minutes and then she gets back to singing um 
what can go ahead i'm sorry i was gonna say here's a here's a song a number one song And that's why I don't care. Right. So this is yeah. my, this is a perfect illustration of my point from earlier. Um, Kendrick says some some whack shit, and because his music is good, I'm like I will take his music and leave his whack shit and his uh, his opinion, and go yeah I don't really give a fuck. Um, Correct. I think you're wrong, and that's not your job. So just fuck you and your opinion right i'm about to keep rolling with this music right her opinion on social media i agree with what she was saying like yes that is right niggas do be tripping and you got and, and you should be able to feel old and this country is fucked up and then i hear her music and i go yeah i don't really care that much nah, her shit's whack right mm. yeah but you got shit to say about iggy right that shit don't sound no better dog yeah i see leslie mack uh upset in the chat room saying how can we call out don lemon but not kendrick i'm saying i don't agree with kendrick's comments and two don lemon's not good at his job no he the fuck not he's terrible at his motherfucking job and his job is also to interview people and all that shit that's not kendrick's job yeah if kendrick lamar's raps started being like (laughs) being like black people don't respect themselves and that's why they kill us trust me i'll be like oh fuck this record and fuck this nigga right like is is to me like to me i don't pay kendrick lamar a fee to hear his opinion on uh black righteousness mm-hmm. in an interview Mm-mm. what i do pay is i have an entertaining album period right so if i'm entertained by that album i'm cool like it's i don't understand how people can't see the difference that's that's an obvious point you know and i've always been like this like uh with puffy when he was in the big shiny ass suits talking about take that take that with biggie i love the shit you know was what did it look like a fucking clown yes did it look ridiculous yes right you know but i like the shit so and, and like i said i'm very simple when it comes to this shit i don't combine i don't tie up and also uh I can cannot agree with what you say and still like what you do. And people, for some reason, like to combine all that shit right. together. They think I have to like you and like what you do and like your craft and like your work and like your opinion. And if any of this I don't like, it's fuck you. And I I'm gonna have a tendency not to be like that. I have a tendency to separate the two. And also, it is a big difference between people to get paid to articulate words for a living like on TV and people that actually do a performance art exactly like i don't obsess over that shit mm-hmm. so 
um you know i when i put in an album i hear an album i don't hear your opinion that you gave in an interview correct you know when i when i when i listen to uh i by kendrick lamar i'm not going yeah uh i listen to i so i can think about that interview he gave like and i know that that's you know when i go see a movie with mel gibson in it i don't go oh yeah i'm seeing uh i'm watching mel gibson's movie and the only thing i can think about is his racism i'm just like is he doing a good job in this movie that's the product that i was sold i i to me is not you know it's not that much of a leap i think people make that leap Uh, some people make that leap and others don't i've never made that leap it's a fundamental thing that i disagree with a lot of people on and we'll never see eye to eye on that shit Mm -hmm. because to me you're ascribing a level of um importance and a putting a pedestal on people that they don't deserve and a lot of times they never asked for yeah so you know then like if some magazine person wants to ask and you know like i said i'm always disappointed with these interviews anyway because how's your follow-up question how's there no follow-up question to this someone gives a, a opinion like that and then the magazine person just moves on like this is one of the reasons we need more black people in journalism and we need like people from outside of the mainstream to be able to get uh a foot into these things because i don't think a good black journalist asks this question and doesn't follow up with like okay well can you um go with more to this like can you explain more or elaborate more or right or something you know like that and 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 the thing about it a lot of times and this is just i just feel like when it comes to celebrities especially with facebook and and all these social medias i think a lot of people have a tendency to look at uh, entertainment is how we used to look at them where entertainment is back and they have these same fucked up views fucked up opinions disconnecting all this bullshit but you never heard it you know um because the social media kind of wasn't around and protected them and they had people's job who who they had people who they paid to make them look a certain way and their image to be a certain way and i think now because people can put their views and put their opinions and things more out in the public format people have a tendency to get mad and angry well nah people have always done interviews to promote their music yes this ain't no different that's this has been the same since the fucking 50s like got an album coming out you're gonna do some interviews so it ain't even like some like oh we would have never known no nah, we would have known you know what i mean like that's like i do feel like that is because you know like i said trying to operate um talking about the grades of the situation um there's people out there that i've seen just defending his comments because they like his music that's stupid i, I agree I, like the comments are stupid like i, I don't agree. understand it like if i didn't attribute a fucking byline to who said them and i just told you a person said this you would be like that person is not informed and is wrong but it's like once i throw kendrick lamar out there then it's like but i like his music so i mean hey people just trying to rage, jump up the rage machine and all this shit like no mm-hmm people vehemently disagree with that shit Correct. no matter who would say that shit. right so i don't even feel that is that you know i really do think that what he said was fucked up and i don't i haven't been out there defending him i'm not trying to nope. save him i'm explaining why i don't get upset about the shit because i just don't put much weight on people just because they have a, a hot album correct you know what i mean like i don't have that same attachment that a lot of people do have um i don't feel like this is a it, like this i don't feel like this is his purview like i don't feel like he 
goes around the country trying to write racial injustices or spread the word or he's not a news anchor or he's not you know like his job is to make dope records and then there's a bunch of other shit that he does you know what i mean so i don't have the same issue around it but no you can't pull the card of let me promote something and get as many ears and eyes upon my opinion as possible and then go why are everybody so mad i mean it's fucked up that y'all out here trying to come out on me because it's like no you wanted this you if you didn't want people to get the opinion you could have said i'm not doing this interview or no comment or whatever you don't get to pick and choose like oh people are mad at what i said well then no 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 that's cool don't no 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 nobody listen nobody respond i would like no response for this oh it don't work like that you can't do that no you can't so you so you so to me i get why people are upset I just, I'm not. And it's like, you oh, can't I'm make me either. be upset you sure because can't. your ass is. Just, you you got to be upset with the other people. But I'm not joining in on it. I'm still going to be listening to I before the free, free show. And I'm still going to enjoy the music. But at the same time, it's like, when I saw those comments, I went, mm, that nigga's in trouble. You can't say shit like that. He And, and he doesn't care. It's like I said, it's up to people to care. It's up to people to measure and examine themselves why do why do they care if he cares or not right and 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 that's not a loaded question i'm not Mm-mm. saying that that you shouldn't care no i'm not i'm just i'm saying you got to examine why you why do you care i i feel like i had to tap out of that kind of shit all right because i'm just not trying to be worked up all the goddamn time because yes, you a, will. because a black person didn't say the right fucking thing i'm right. just not trying to be worked up all the time I, there's other people that they couldn't live without being worked up all the time about this kind of shit uh, there's other people whose entire online presence, whose own, own entire mission in life is to be on this kind of shit and be like, no, you need people need to stay on message and say the right things. And who knows? Maybe this will be a lesson for him. Maybe those people reach out to him or maybe some of the criticism will be strong enough that he'll go back and have to explain this shit or back down. I haven't seen that very much with, when people fuck up. Most of the time they go fucking double down on the shit and it gets worse and worse but i like to me that's all a whole nother realm that is outside of whether or not i like good kid mad city i can separate those two yep i can too and it's not gonna stop me listening to his music it is not gonna stop me playing his music and if you whack i really don't care what you talk about either because i will not be listening to your music right like when i see somebody fucked up i'm just like yeah they fucked up other people see they fucked up and it's like we gonna go in on him and write this and and that's fine yeah i don't i wouldn't save this dude from that and i know people that are that that you know i expect them as fans of kendrick to actually try to like save him from this but i i don't know how you can look at the comments and not be like this is wrong i just i can't relate there's nothing anybody is so good at that i can't look at those comments and be like i disagree with those you know because i completely disagree too so because it works both ways for me also because i enjoy your music i don't feel like i gotta save you you know what i mean like i got my album already yeah he said some fucked up shit press play and keep going yeah when the next album come out you can have my next 15 dollars, but i'm still not agreeing with this idea that if we respected ourselves we wouldn't uh you know uh people would start respecting us to fuck mm-hmm. you that's not that's not true right and if so it, like if kendrick was on this podcast and said that i'd say no, that's not true i disagree with that so i'm not gonna 
fucking carry water for somebody that that would do something like that you know um still like that album still looking forward to uh, the next the next album though bro mm-hmm. that i sing will be jamming to me so i will be rocking it um you know the other thing that happens too and this happens with uh azalea banks too i think a lot of these niggas is young yeah you know yeah, they're in their 20s and this is like i think because kendrick uh presents such a complete mature image of himself on his album he's still a 27 year old dude and he gonna get some shit wrong everybody gets some shit that's wrong. a part of growing and evolving you know i think azalea banks as much as people go in on her because she she'll tweet something that we all like yes mm, speak on it and then you look up a, a little bit later and she's like anyway these faggots out here and you're like "Ooh, she's only 23 she yeah. was born in 1991. She doesn't remember Michael Jordan winning any championships. I, mm-hmm. I okay, okay. You know what I'm saying? So like, right. there's there's a measure of uh, restraint that I have that I think comes from empathy that a lot of people don't have because they get so caught up in the hierarchy that these people are more important and better than us. And uh, I don't believe that. No, mm-hmm. nobody's just better than me. Right. Fuck that. Uh, speaking of people's opinions, um there there's a lady uh who's on duck dynasty lisa robertson um she went on a tv show mm-hmm. um earlier this week um and explained that she had an abortion on her post live i mean she explained she had an abortion when she was 16 okay um she said it wasn't a choice that she would make again she said i would never say that that was a good choice it was a choice i felt i had at the time I don't believe I actually should have had that choice as a Christian. I don't think we should do that. She said, you know, so that sounds like she's saying, hey, you know, I'm not really pro-choice, even though I made the decision for myself at the time. You know, um, I'm I'm actually pro-life, quote unquote, you know, anti-choice, as I like to call it. Um, So she said that. um, And... um, she said, uh, I think she was actually asked more, um, uh, to the, the interviewer asked her more and she said that, uh, she, she would say she was pro-choice if that's your choice. She says, now I'm not going to put my belief on you if that's the way you feel, that's your choice. And so Nancy Ray asked her, so would you consider yourself pro-choice? She said, yes, I would. Fast forward two days later, she went on. The Christian Broadcasting Network. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the attitude change because they don't want to hear that bullshit. Every, every life is precious no matter how it's conceived. We don't care if incest, rape. We don't care how it's conceived. Right. Um, now, because I don't enjoy Duck Dynasty, I don't really give a fuck one way or the other. But I'm surprised it was a woman on the show. Right. <laughs> I thought it was just all 80-year-old men with beard with a lot of money. She said, whenever we were talking to the interview, she was just, interviewer, she was just saying, you know, your life has turned out great since you had an abortion. I mean, you got the man you always wanted. And I said, but my life didn't turn out great. There's been many years since then that I've really struggled with this decision. I know that that decision was not the right decision. We do have a choice in this world whether or not we do that or not. But I am totally pro-life. I'm pro-God. I'm pro-babies, you know. 
the time of conception is when that life begins and i believe we should honor that life and so i just kind of got a little mixed up whenever we were talking but i'm definitely pro-life but like i said we all do have a choice as to whether or not we want to go there and i want people to know that you can be forgiven whenever you're done those things in your past so uh she fixed it man and that's you know that's what gives me hope for kendrick man you know if enough of you guys come down on him and are mean enough and say fucked up shit, maybe he'll hear it and then he'll go on television and lie about his opinion so that he can sell more records. You ain't got to lie to me, Kendrick. You uh, ain't got to lie. Yeah, that's what, you know. I, I think that's the world we're really getting towards is where people aren't even going to have understanding or empathy. They're just going to be like, what the fuck I got to say to sell these records, man? Because, I mean, really? Right. You're gonna have a, <laughs> yeah, you're going to have a lot more people being neutral. You're going to have a lot more people that are going to ask them shit. They're going to say, I don't have an opinion on it. Right. They, they ain't got no, nope, don't got no fucking opinion. People going to be I mad because you don't have an opinion at all, but you give an opinion. You it, When it comes to this shit, people ask you this shit because people want to know, which I don't understand why people want to know you in the spotlight, yada, yada, yada. You give an opinion, fuck you. Yay, you give an opinion, fuck you. Yay, from the opposite side. So it's like, you cannot win no matter what. You just want to be an artist or whatever and sell your shit. You, all the other shit doesn't really matter to you. Yeah. But I, to the general public, it does for one reason or another. Yeah, it's just funny, man, cause like, um, I wonder if he, I wonder if she realized like, I fucked up and I really was always pro-life. And I just fucked up in that one interview, or if it's really, I'm kind of pro-choice, but I got such a backlash to being pro-choice, I'm gonna go back to saying I'm pro-life. Cause I think that, I think the latter is probably what's more likely. I think a lot of Republican women and conservative women, they, they, they basically carry water for these Republican men and some of the neg- negative, terrible ideas about mm-hmm. controlling the female body. And I think that, um, in a, in a lot of ways, they really aren't pro-life. They really do believe in choice. Who knows what they decide when they go in the voting booth? Right. Cause th- that's between them and, you know, whatever. I think a large percentage of those people vote pro-life. Like when shit comes up, mm-hmm. cause no matter how mad they get, somebody on the other side, like a lot of people vote for this shit. So because he can't be in it and watch your ass vote, you be like, ah, oh, fuck you, nigga. Click. Ah, oh, you ain't running my pussy. Right. So I, I think a lot of times these people basically go, um, what's the best thing to say at the time, you know? And I think a lot of these stars that do all this promotion and shit, they're just doing what they think is the best thing to do at the time. Um, anyway, speaking of which, uh, Kaylee, Kuko or however you pronounce it. Um, remember we talked about her last week when she, when they had the headline. I'm not a I'm not a feminist, and everybody's like, "What, bitch?" And they went in. <laughs> yes. Well, she won an award at a award show, and she forgot to thank her husband, who she loves serving. How dare she? Mm-hmm. Um, like men don't get up there, go through a whole speech, and sometimes forget about their wives. Uh, her ex boyfriend and co star John Galecki decided to step in and help her out later in the show. Hey, wow, thank you so much. Hey, just real quick, I'd like to take a brief moment because Kaylee forgot to, during her speech, to thank her husband, Ryan. Uh, Galecki said, while accepting the People's Choice Award for favorite network TV comedy with the Big Bang Theory cast, you are my heart and I can't imagine where I'd be without you, Galecki joked. Uh, but alas, it wasn't, it would not be the only time that evening she forgot her beloved 
uh coco later uh kuko later thanked galecki but not her husband in an instagram message about thanking her husband so um i mean just watching her yeah i mean it's just funny you know that uh they i just you know i think people painted her as one way but you know she just she won that award for herself she did she have to thank her husband game of thrones is set to return april 12th on hbo Mm -hmm. can't wait cannot wait i actually turned hbo off because i don't give a fuck till it comes back right i don't care about the wire in hd i already seen it i remember what happened uh i don't care about girls fell off uh don't even remember how the last season ended oh you didn't watch it yeah i tried I, and it wasn't even on some like i'm disgusted with lena dunham it just the show not good it kept falling off and getting worse until a point where i was like i can't finish this bullshit I'm surprised. I, don't, I still don't think i saw the last episode of last season because it was hard to find it on demand so i was just like fuck it yeah you better than me i'm i'm glad my trade's rubbing off on you sir because i you know me i'm fucking in the heart beating gone or something else i ain't got to watch everything yeah so uh i moved on um so until good for you good for you like like this is this is a growing wow do you y'all don't understand this is this is like a, a big leaps and bounds because Roger watch some shit. I gotta watch it. I'm like, this shit suck. I don't care. I gotta force myself to watch it and read it or see it or to the end. And I'm like, why? You look like you're going through so much pain. He's like, fuck it. Oh, I'm gonna watch it to the end. So I, I gotta say coolers. I'm proud of you. Well, thank you. Um, and it just happened because the show wasn't good. Like, it didn't even have to take a bad interview or whatever it is that, you, that it takes for normal people to stop listening to shit. I was just like, mm, nope that's enough all right i'm real quick to say nope well happy birthday to me because that's right after my birthday april april is gonna be on and popping yep all right man let's get into uh into our uh segments uh real quick um uh the first of which of course um bottle alert Okay. I'm about to say, tell the chat room he's going to go through the numbers, so let him go through the numbers for you guys to start guessing. Go ahead. All right. It's not a guess. You I mean, pick, not guess, pick but, but pick a number. Uh, I'll just do the first. Um, let's see how many. That's too many, so we'll just try to do like five. Okay, let's do the first five. All right. Don't forget to pack your whole bag. That's number one. Baller mail, dear BA, me and my friend hit the sugar daddy jackpot. Now what? Groupie tales, my night with comedian Corey Holcomb. That's number three. 
of course the, the daddy jackpot was number two <laughs> number four kylie jenner on plastic surgery rumors i grew up my face is going to be different and number five ballerific relationships do i really want to date a baller by queen ivanya y'all go between those five yep y'all go with this one through five like we got a lot of twos and ones a lot of twos and ones you, you keep in tally of this all right all right i thought i look like one is winning well, number one sounds like everybody's worried about the whole bag all right well we'll go to the whole bag one um i gotta say i was uh a little surprised by that choice um let's see uh but uh we got a good amount of comments so let's do it uh i was having this conversation with someone today when this word came up, I hadn't used it since NBA All-Star Weekend of last year. I thought I put it to use today. The word is hobag. <laughs> now, I expect the articles to really get popping because NBA All-Star Weekend coming up. Oh, yes, it is. What is a hobag? Hobag. Now, a portable container of respectable, uh, oh, wait, or receptacle for carrying articles to be used in cases of unplanned and or surprise sexual excursions. Let's use hobag in a sentence. The Giants and Patriots are going to be in town tonight. Let me pack my hobag in case I can't make it home tonight. <laughs> Have you ever been in a situation where you meet a guy at the club, he's looking good, saying all the right things, you feel like just being free for the night and having a one-night stand? We've all been there before. Well, what do you do when you're not prepared? No one wants to take the walk of shame in the same clothes you came in last night. Well, that is exactly what a hoe bag is. Think of it as a whole shit survival kit. Ah! What's in a hoe bag? The contents of a hoe bag include, but I'm not. A whole slut survival kit. Oh, you think that's what it means? Maybe. Okay uh what's in a hoe bag the contents of a hoe bag include but are not limited to a change of clothes toothbrush slash toothpaste a prepaid phone some form of identification just in case some crazy person tries to kidnap you and all the police find is your hoe bag this is the worst case scenario of course <laughs> towels who cares what you do with them be creative condoms safe sex is great sex cab fare mint gum breath mints will also suffice flats shoes deodorant liquid body soap snacks if your blood sugar is low extra panties if you wear those <laughs> makeup a digital camera if you're nasty oh lord <laughs> but it's not limited to this y'all it's not limited you know you you, you can you can uh switch this up a little bit yeah improvise add more you know customize your whole bag to your own taste uh, I noticed you didn't have anything about head wrapping there, you know, right. stuff like that. Yeah, for switch your hair out. Uh, what you need to know about a hoe bag. Hoe bags can be paper or plastic, leather or suede. People who use their hoe bags more than others tend to have fancier ones. If you have, if your hoe bag is Louis Vuitton, you have a problem and should consider counseling. <laughs> a hoe bag should not be confused with an overnight bag. Overnight bags are usually for playing stays away from home. Hoe bags are spontaneous. 
on nights when there's no sex to be had hoe bags can be found in the trunk of your car hoe bags should never leave the trunk of your car unless you are planning on not taking your car to the club that night once you see how important hoe bags are you'll never understand how you live without one never under any circumstances let anyone borrow anything in your hoe bag that's just nasty no one likes a nasty hoe <laughs> we got comments <laughs> ready to settle down says hi i often use that word when referring to real to a real woman hoe so i guess when i see girls in the club with huge purses i will always think gone girl that itchy that itch bay is ready because you know sometimes you roll to the club with your girl and if you leave with a ninja you gotta be ready laugh my ass off uh golden child says laugh my ass off i had to pack a few of these few nights i was in atl for hip-hop weekend if you don't have a hoe bag you sleeping for real university of smitty just came in and say lol love me long time says laugh my ass off maybe i need this do we still call it a hoe bag if it's an unplanned rendezvous with your ex miss <laughs> ashley Banks says laugh my ass off i keep a gym bag in my trunk when i'm stressed out i go walking after work this has something this is sometimes being used at the hookup so it would be a part-time hoe bag oh not part-time yeah because you keep a change of clothes and hair products and all that stuff because you you know when you go to the gym right go like shower. shower right so she sometimes it's a hoe bag sometimes it's not yeah just me says yes miss denbe i think it was Cass that said that okay just me also says i always thought a hoe bag was just another name for a hoe oh like oh girl you a hoe bag okay. okay dasha my love says wow funny shit uh ali in wonderland says what's funny is that i keep a hoe bag in my car at all times seven exclamation points although i won't be in indy my hoe bag comes in handy and will come in handy for the ciaa no she was in charlotte did i guess it do be ballers at the ciaa possibly some rappers and mm. entertainers and shit i know she's not sleeping with the players i hope they're not they're not, they not paid. of age uh no they of age okay the yeah. ciaa is college they're just okay. not paid damn wish i was going said lovely me um uh, let's see the rest of the comments give it a second to load um phoenix says laugh my ass off i talk about my whole bag on twitter all the time love it Spencer says, Christ, I must be approved. Never even heard of this before. Learning something new every day. Thanks. Sandy Cheek says, no comment. LOL. <laughs> no, Sandy Cheek got a whole bag. Yes. Empress So Divine says, I don't have one of those, these, but I've managed, but I imagine that you'd also need some perfume, aspirin, and sunglasses. You don't want people recognizing you on your way out of his place slash hotel room. Oh, she got one. She lying. Yep, try, she try used, and be above it she used all those mm-hmm. that's what's in her bag nicole says lol i can't dead at the phone though so luscious says lol too funny but great information definitely believe in being prepared mm. the whole bag i don't know what i would put in my whole bag uh, but uh, that's ball alert for the day, guys. Fast a 
All right. Yeah, that was just for for uh, females. I wonder what, what males keep in their bag: shaving cream, uh, I don't razors, know. socks. Nah, nah, razor. That's too. That's too. Nah, that's too much. Uh, because you know that's a process that you want to be in a comfortable place and okay. go through a whole your ritual with shaving. Like part of shaving that's cool is the ritual of it. Um, so I I don't think that a razor will be in your whole bag necessarily. Change your um, boxes. Yeah, you definitely want to bring some drawers. Um, T-shirts if you sweat. Right. You definitely want to bring a couple extra shirts, um, condoms, mm-hmm. as they brought earlier. Uh, as I said earlier, I mean, um, you might want to uh, have um, a phone. Wash. You might want to have a phone that you can give her the number to that's not your real phone so you can disappear. Right. You know, a fake ID. Um, you know, think of stuff like that. Um so yeah, I I can definitely see that, but I mean, you know, uh, uh if you Bill Cosby, you might want to have some pills, you know, <laughs> some, something to get her in the mood. Oh, somebody said baby wipes. Yeah, you definitely want baby wipe. Well, that's a baby wipe. I was surprised the women didn't have baby wipes in theirs, but uh, yeah, you yeah, know, maybe maybe a, maybe a sweat towel, you know, some brother mm-hmm. sweat. Um. All right, uh, let's get into our other segment. Um, and before we even play the music, let me just tell you guys, for uh, this this guest, the race is actually sponsored. Oh shit! Remember, I told you, Karen, I'll be talking about it later. Um, this is sponsored by Bevel. Get clearer, smoother skin with Bevel. Um, who doesn't want that? A lot of uh, black people. We have, uh, you know, black men. When we shave, we get razor bumps. Uh, one mm-hmm. of the reasons that we get razor bumps is because razors, for the most part, have 75 blades, and they're designed to cut below the skin. Right. Um, straight hair, not curly hair. Exactly, exactly. So um, what happens with a lot of this stuff is it cuts below the skin. You get ingrown hairs. You get these nasty, ugly, funky-looking razor bumps. Yes. They're irritating. They hurt. Um, I, one of the reasons I was glad to grow out my beard was the fact that I would no longer have to deal with that irritation. Now, um, since growing out my beard, I just don't really shave, um, anymore. Like I'll, you know, trim it up with like a trimmer or something, electronic things, but those things can pull your hair. They can Mm -hmm. like, you know, um, like they, they can also irritate the skin. Sometimes they can cut below the skin. Um, so it, it definitely, um, you know, it definitely hurts the skin and black people are pretty much an afterthought when it comes to, uh, shaving products, you know, right. you get Gillette, but it's the 75 cut below the skin, um, uh, blades. And then it's the, um, the, the more, the, the, the shaving creams that they have, you just got to basically get the purple stuff. I think all the black people know, um, uh, which is like extra super sensitive skin, which means black skin, and it's still not enough. And then after all that shit, I would have to take, um, like I would have to like take a oxy, um, pad, like yeah. the oxy, uh, pads and pour, I actually would pour rubbing alcohol into my oxy pad, shake it up and then take eat a pad and use it after I did that stuff to my face while shaving. Cause it was fucking cutting my skin up and making it like just ugly and giving it like these ingrown hairs and pimples and shit like right. that. 
and it's irritating you deal with it all day and it fucking hurts and it sucks you know right or either go like my uncles with the old school i want to say it's called magic hat it's like this powder solution that you put together and you turn into a paste and my uncles will like put it on their face and it like grows like a hard clay almost like a mask Mm -hmm. and they will wipe it off like nair Right. And when you wipe it off, it literally wipes the hair away to stop the shaving. But who wants to go through that bullshit? Right. And if you have like a beard like I do, I don't want to shave my whole beard off. So I'm not putting that shit on my face and making my fucking beard fall out. I I need a razor. You know what I mean? Right. But that's what I'm saying is without even thinking about it before Bevel sponsored anything, I had stopped shaving altogether because I was just like, I would rather let my beard grow Maybe I'll run a trimmer over this shit. It won't really shave it down, but it's better than dealing with my face itching all fucking day and, you know, dreading shaving. You know, I got to the point where when I was working, I was shaving like maybe once a week because it was just like, I I don't want to have to shave. It's going to suck, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, Bevel has designed a razor for, uh, you know, black people for, yeah. you know, like, Go ahead, Cass. I'm about to say, yeah, and not only that, it's designed for people with coarse hair because when when it comes mm-hmm. to texture of hair, uh, this this just just a woman and just talking to women and dealing with women with all walks of nature, that has nothing to actually do with the race. It's just people with coarse hair, people that's tired of getting nicked and scratched and getting the bumps and having the ingrown hairs and all that stuff. It's just a way to have you looking sexy for. Look, ladies. I'm not saying it's exclusive black people. I'm saying. It's for black people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was designed for us. And, right. And you and can benefit from it. And it's about time somebody designed some shit with us in mind. True. It's kind of like this podcast. A lot of people didn't think we'd be able to do this. A lot of people didn't think, what, you can go premium with a fucking, with a black podcast? Yes, because black people have money and we are underserved. So here's now something with you in mind when it's created and you love that stuff. And I think that Bevel does the same thing except with a razor. And right. it's about fucking time, man, because nothing sucks worse than when, like I said, when you use razors that aren't designed for your skin and they're itching and they cut you right. and they, you know, and, and your woman complaining. Right. It's very easy to use if you've never used a, uh, uh, if you, first of all, if you've ever used like Gillette or fucking, um, whatever, then you can use bevel um two um is like it's designed to not cut your skin it's designed to not cut below uh cut the hair beneath the skin so that you get the bumps and irritation it comes in a very sleek sexy package yes it does it comes with um 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 it comes it comes with like a brush uh Mm -hmm. it comes with shaving cream it comes with um well um, with 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 um like the this oil that you put on your skin so that it's slick when it does shave um i use it this morning um and i kind of enjoy like the ritual of shaving i enjoy um you know because i kind of missed shaving i just didn't want to fuck my skin up and i enjoy not having to worry about my skin it's created by christian walker who's a young entrepreneur who wanted to cater to uh the shaving needs of black men um i actually um read up an article about him and um his startups and 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 working in silicon valley and some of the challenges of dealing with uh you know how few people there are out there in that industry and i feel like a lot of that is with the podcasting industry as well correct not a lot of us so i feel like there's some similarities so use our code tbgwt to get 20 percent off at getbevel.com um today and you'll um in addition to getting 20 percent off you're also getting a product that is actually designed to serve you 
right to serve you right and you're also getting a um you're also supporting a black business and you know if you already support us um here's another way that you know we can hook you up where you get a percentage off Mm -hmm. and you can hook yourself up man because there's really no fucking price you can put on the fact that you're not gonna be scratching your neck like tyrone biggums (laughs) Right. at work all day a lotion in and constantly putting shit to kind of soothe yeah, soothe or, that irritation yeah not even lotion in because they actually do come with they, it comes with a cream that you put on after the shave too that mm-hmm. um that's like a bomb but but no i mean like when i was shaving with other stuff i had to put on things that actually irritate my skin dry my skin out because <gasps> okay. that was how you keep the bumps from coming like i gotta dry my skin off now i got shit on my neck man you know look like i got over gold <laughs> From, from from i'm gonna get you sucking like nah man just uh trust me man i shave with it myself i wouldn't steal you wrong um bevel man um so uh get bevel.com and code tbgwt now for our segment now that is time for some guest the race that's right it's guest the race time now that is time for some guest the race that's right, it's Guess the Race time. That's right, it's time for Guess the Race. The number one game show going across all the podcast land. We read and play news articles from all over the globe. And we ask our contestant today, the chat room, to guess the race. And the chat room is racist. All right, let's get into it. Um, A former MIT professor robs a bank and films the heist a wacky former mit professor took cinema verite to a whole new level by robbing a manhattan bank and recording the heist oh joseph gibbon 61 a filmmaker and visual artist who taught for a decade at one of the world's most prestigious universities has gone rogue robbing banks as part of his latest art project Gibbons was charged on Friday with robbery after allegedly making off with $1,000 from a Capital One branch at Bowery and Grand Street in Chinatown. While waiting for his arraignment, the eccentric academic boasted to fellow inmates that his crime was for art's sake. So I guess he doesn't hurt not stop snitching, snitching on himself. Mm. No honor among thieves. These niggas turn you in. Yes, they will. He said he was doing a film for a uh, doing research for a film uh, as he dazzled his cellmate, Kaylin Sherrod, 27, who apparently told everybody it's not a crime. It's artwork. He's an intellectual. Sherrod gushed in former in former interviews. Gibbons has admitted to using illegal drugs to inspire his short semi autobiographical films. The romantic idea of the artist getting involved in these kinds of activities as a kind of research gaining experience. But that was the big inspiration on me, Gibbons told the online art journal, Big Red and Shiny. Now facing felony charges in two states, Gibbons appears to have taken his modus operandi a bit far. He entered the Manhattan Bank on New Year's Eve around 2 p.m., welding a camcorder and politely handed the teller a note demanding a donation for his church. Rhode Island police had also been hunting Gibbons, who staged a similar stick-up, in mid-November and made off with $3,000 in cash. Judge Abraham Klott set bail at $50,000 after his attorney said, Gibbons' attorney said that his client was mentally sound. Gibbons, who lives in a Boston <laughs> suburb, has held his teaching gigs and artistic fellowships with several esteemed or organizations. 
he was visiting uh he was a visiting artist in bar at bar college in the 90s and an instructor in massachusetts institute of technology from 2001 to 2010 according to his linkedin profile the filmmaker who's been out of work for four years had previously waxed romantic about basing art on his own illicit activities i just worried if i had enough problems with me that i could exploit within me that i could exploit so when I ran out on my own, I started creating them. I made one or two films based on drug addiction. Before that, it was voyeurism. So guess the race of Mr. Professor, former professor Joseph Gibbons, who filmed his own crime. Let's see. Uh, one who's heard Rod's Bevel testimony and yelled out, why is this shaving kit for black people? All shaving kits matter. Uh, let's see. Bevel razor blade user jesus whitey horse owner was described as wacky or not thug white white will do anything for the sake of art white eccentric not crazy means privilege white one who would refuse to cover uh a bombing at the naacp um ofe white liberal struggling artist white the correct answer is white mm-hmm. I think one person did guess black. I don't know how. Let me see if I can put boo this picture. Boo to you. Now. Boo to the black person. Yeah, who said black? What were you thinking? Like, you don't feel ashamed of yourself? <laughs> that's terrible. It's a professor. But maybe that's, you shouldn't feel ashamed. Maybe you less racist than us. That's true. That's true. That my bad. My bad. You're a better person um fired oregon cop turned evangelical pastor was charged with dozens of sex crimes against the churn oh mm-hmm. oh he looked like he'd be doing stuff with churn let the church say amen no no it's all up on the kids and pastors are trusted individuals so why would you think to second guess a person like that and on your side investigators exclusive explosive allegations against the pastor of an evangelical church Take a look at your screen. This is Pastor James Worley of the Powell Valley Church in Gresham. He is in jail, accused of more than 30 sex crimes against children. Worley is behind bars tonight on half million dollars bond on charges originally filed in Deschutes County. Charges that are more than 10 years old. On your side, investigator Chelsea Copta is live outside the church in Gresham. Chelsea, how many possible victims are we talking about here? Right now, two, one boy and one girl. The Deschutes County District's Attorney's Office won't say at this point how Worley knew his alleged victims. The prosecutors there are concerned there are more. Oh, inside the Powell Valley Church, he's known as Pastor Jamie Worley. He's been a senior pastor here since January 2012, married with kids. Initially, when I first met him, he seemed very charming and a likable guy. He's active on social media, guiding his flock with messages about how to lead better lives. On his blog, he writes, love your neighbors. But this man of God now faces 37 sex crimes against two children, including felony rape, sex abuse, sodomy, and using a child to display sexually explicit conduct. Oh. Court records show the allegations date back to 2002. So far, there's no indication the case is connected to his church. It's really devastating. Lily Proch says she grew up in the church. She no longer attends, but says her son is a member of the church youth group. Oh, it, it angers me. 
um, because not only is he in a place of authority in church, but he's been allowed to be around the high, local high school and be, have access to those children as well. I called Gresham Barlow School District and left several messages. So far, no word back. I also went to Worley's home, but no one there wanted to talk. It's, it's going to cause a lot of rift in the church, more so than it already has, um, if it doesn't just tear it apart completely. As for Lily... If he is truly guilty, then it needs to be brought to light as soon as possible so that no one else gets hurt. Back at Live Now, I also came here to the church looking for answers. They've been closed since we've arrived and no one's returned calls. I also put in a request to speak with Worley in the jail. So far, no word back. And unless he bails out, prosecutors say he will go back to Deschutes County to face charges there. Reporting live in Gresham tonight, I'm Chelsea Kopta, K2 News. Chelsea, thank you. And the On Your Side investigators dug into Worley's background and found out the pastor is a former cop. He was a police officer in Tillamook for just over a year, according to records we've obtained. Worley had his badge revoked in 2007. The police review board mentions unethical writing of citations, inappropriate response to a restraining order, destroying marijuana in the field, and excessive Internet use while on duty. We first found out about Worley's arrest through a news tip. So if you have a story for our On Your Side investigators, please email them at investigators at khu.com. All right, guys. Um, guess the race of Pastor Jeremy Worley uh, of the kids ministry. Trying to reach out to the youth. The cheering ministry. Mm-hmm. He's active on social media with dick pics. Um, let's see. Whiter than a Green Bay Packers fan. One who prefers his grilled cheese or extra cheese on the side of cheese. White. One who gets child molesting tips from Jerry Sandusky White. Oh. White. He needs to be locked under the jail. Wow, wow, wow. That's not a race, KJ. Went from oppressing black people to oppressing children. White devil. Ha! Oh, Lord. <laughs> Fink told cheese eating horse blowing land still in short eye. Ten years later, ten years passed after charges are filed before he went to jail. He was on Facebook full of privileged white. How many dumbass white men had sex crimes with kids? That's still considered abuse. Whiter than the driven snow and white. The correct answer yes, is, is everybody got it. It's white. <laughs> and it's got to be the first uh, first cop that went from abusing black people to just abusing kids. Yeah. Slippery eyes. slope. Yeah, I'll put this picture in there. Go that, ahead, Karen. What are you saying? That face. Oh yeah, look at this, look at this. He got them child molested eyes. He's like, he crying like, I've touched so many children with the love of Jesus. Mm -mm -mm. I guess he's got the whole world in his hands. Mm -hmm. Don't touch me. His semen filled hands. Oh. That's right. Um, you mean children filled hands? Not sure. Uh, Florida couple spent days in an unlocked closet, thought they were trapped, uh, said the cops. <laughs> uh, a pair of hapless accused trespassers spent two days in the closet thinking they were trapped inside. Was R. Kelly with them? Apparently so. John Arwood and Amber Campbell told police that someone had chased them into the closet at Daytona State College's Marine and Environmental Science Center on Sunday. Once they were inside the janitor's closet, they couldn't get out. But it wasn't until Tuesday that Arwood decided to call 911 when Daytona Beach police arrived. 
they discovered that the door did not lock cops found human feces and suspected drug paraphernalia in the closet but they didn't find any drugs i smoked the tv mama oh but them drugs was gone our wood and campbell were both uh, charged with trespassing campbell was also charged with violating her probation in 2013, she was arrested for escaping a mental health treatment facility, crashing a car, and escaping from the back of a police cruiser. Shit. According to the Orlando Sentinel of Florida, Arwood's records include five jail sentences in Florida since 2000, with offenses including armed burglary, possession of more than 20 grams of marijuana, and fleeing law enforcement. Guess the race of John Arwood and Amber Campbell what they say in the chat room um some good shit that's no black would touch white meth is a hell of a drug white white black people don't get treatment for being crazy white (laughs) bonnie and clyde meth users repeat offenders still out white uh colonizers one who took playing spin the bottle to literal white too literal black let's see white uh well sorry uh Meth white, black, two, uh, black says Mitchell, two pair household white, prefers the original Annie. Ha! Ha <laughs> ha, Joe Spacely. Correct answer is, is white. Yep. And Joe, I mean, uh, Mitchell missed it. They look like they don't do it. She looks like she got a dollar sign on her neck. Tattoo. You know what I'll say? Never trust neck tattoos and the smile that girl is. Um, all right. Double bonus round. Mm-hmm. Double the points and the race. Double the points and the race. That's right, double the points, double the race for the bonus round against the race. So far, most people are three for three, a couple of y'all are two for three. Well, let's see if you can get the last one right. In lieu of cash, Framingham judge accepts a pair of Nikes for bail. Oh. Framingham, a Framingham man told Framingham District Court judge on Friday that he had no money to post bail, but he had something else he could give shoes jason duvall 39 told judge douglas stoddard he would provide the new nike sneakers he got for christmas valued at around 85 dollars in exchange for his release okay we'll take them stoddard said framingham police had arrested duvall at his 27th henry street apartment on thursday uh, on a district court warrant uh, that originally charged him with two counts of possession of a class b substance possession of a class c substance and driving to endanger those charges stemming from 2012 were to be dismissed upon payment of court fees. The court issued the warrant for his arrest because he had not paid the $450 in court costs. Isn't that some shit? They're not even going to charge you. They're going to let you go. All you got to pay is 450 But you got to pay 450 but you can't get the 450 Like, Like, just let me go then. I'm going to go to jail for not being able to pay the 450 not for the crimes. That's crazy. He got right. to do more time for not paying court costs than he could do for paying the costs. I mean, for for the crime he did. Right. Um. Can I put $20 on it a month, a week? Right. I mean, can we rent a cent of this shit? Right. 
Like, I'm pretty I'm, sure they would have worked with you because they they rather get their four hundred fifty dollars than nothing. I mean, but they took they willing to take shoes as collateral. This is worse than the mob. Oh, Duvall said he was going through a divorce and had no money. Uh, Stoddard told Duvall he didn't trust him to release him without bail because the judge said he didn't believe Duvall would pay any of the money. He offered to send Duvall to jail for a few days and then do away with the court costs, but Duvall said he didn't want that to happen. I'll give you a chance to be creative, said Stoddard. If you can come up with a creative idea to convince me that you'll come back, I'll work with you. After a brief break, Duvall offered up his new shoes. Stoddard took those as bail and told Duvall he would get the sneakers back after he paid $100 to $25 and weekly, $25 weekly installments. The beginning January 13th. The judge said he will also return the shoes if Duvall did 10 hours of community service in that time frame. So, guess the race of Jason Duvall, who turned in his Nikes uh, for bail. They even said, if you come for a few days, we'll just drop everything. Mm hmm. Go to jail for a few days. But think about it. You want to go to jail for a few days? No. Right. You can have my shoes too. Have all the shoes. I walk around in socks. Ain't that uh, the truth? Martian Mosquito says Leonard Brothers. <laughs> Sneakers are considered currency. They they gotta be black, son. They weren't Jays though. White says Lex. Shauna said uh says one who would treat the courtroom like a pawn shop because privileged white, damn near free white, gum bottom sneakers lick of black, Jupiter oh. June bug. <laughs> uh that's what Doug Williams said. This reeks of dog kissing and cheese loving, says oh Black Nipson. White, white. Ah, uh-huh, it's real. Lick sneaker, then hands it over to the bailiff. White stood in line for 12 hours for those new J's, so it's equal to 450. Black. <laughs> <laughs> white, because I don't think it would be this easy for a brother. To, y'all were divided over this one, man. Right. The correct right. answer yes. is white. And, of course, some of you guys did miss it. I just felt bad for the poor brother behind him. It's like, well, shit then, man, I got these mellows. I mean, what can we do to get this um shit, this I, domestic violence case up off of me, Judge? I pay you $25 a week for this shit to go away. Hey, bro, uh, you can get my Madden. You know what I'm saying? I, get, I just got the Madden. Can I get... Can I get something taken off of this damn uh, weed charge? Right. I mean, I got an Xbox One. I mean, it's about $450. Can we make a trade? All right. Come on, brother. What's a little armed robbery between friends? And that cow lick is off the chain. His head stick is straight up in there. Yeah. Let it sit up his head. All right. And uh, we'll do one more for you guys because we like you so much. Thank Bevel. Uh, Florida man, oh, Florida, is accused of decapitating his mother with an axe because she had been nagging him about chores. Oh, shit. I guess he figured that if she was going to ask him something, he could ask her something. Uh, Christian Jose Gomez, 23, was arrested Wednesday night near his family's house in Oldsmar near Tampa. Gomez faces a first-degree murder charge and is being held without bond. It was unknown if he has an attorney. 
Deputies responded to a 911 call, found the body of the victim, 48-year-old Maria Suarez Consigne, outside the residence. Gomez was found and arrested a few blocks away. Gomez hit his mother over the head with an axe, then decapitated her in the garage. He oh. put her head in a garbage can because she had always been trash. Oh. And he- <laughs> well, damn. <laughs> oh. Oh wait, hold on. There we go. Uh, <laughs> uh, so he put her head in a garbage can and he tried to put the body inside, but it was too heavy. Should have chopped it up. Gomez's older brother found the mother's body. Gomez said he was angry with his mother over nagging him to put some boxes in the attic and he had been planning to murder for two days. <laughs> Official said, guess the race of Mr jose wait christian jose gomez 23 years old let's see what they say yeah, he had the same intelligence as them school kids didn't he i know he planned it for two days got tired of getting asked too many questions so he asked her one one who sharpens his axe on the calluses on his feet from crossing the border and the water from his back uh oh, shit. Uh, that's doug he's new to the chat i think this is his first live show and he's come out to box with racism Black Rob says he cleared up after the decapitation and left the garage spick and span. <laughs> oh, Black Rob, you racist son of a bitch. I think I'm just going to start calling him Black Ass Rob. <laughs> use, use the axe that he needs for chopping down those orange trees, Latino. Aww. Dexter Latino version. Crazy, eye, crazy eyed white Hispanic. Sounded sounds like Latino Goya Gobbler Interstate Citrus Sales Representative. Oh, little brothers, Christian. Oh wait, Childish Gambiner Latin. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, he who invites his friends to go swimming in the area above his ass. Orange, you glad he's in jail? Mexican burrito Aww. eating Latino. The correct answer yes. is, and uh, I guess this one was too easy because y'all got it. He is Latino, and he looks crazy. As hell. Hey, baby, his hair look like the same hair on that hat I had yesterday, except for it ain't blue. He look like Dumb and Dumber to me. Like somebody from that movie. Good grief. He ain't brushed that mug in a while. I mean, you can't tell from his haircut that he gonna kill you. I mean, not to blame the victim, but you know, crazy. mama, if you if you gotta cut your son's hair like that, you just gotta you just don't have no weapons around the house because he gonna definitely kill you. Uh, speaking of weapons around the house, definitely killing people. dude that killed his mama was smiling hard in his mug shot too yeah he was like finally the bitch is dead oh no goddamn nagging jesus moon the mocks upstairs oh man so glad to be in prison it was worth it (laughs) a roommate nearly loses an ear in a sword attack also this happened in florida shit Mm. 
a fort myers man was arrested friday morning after authorities said he nearly chopped his roommate's ear off with a katana style sword oh shit john peter heck 60 years old faces a charge of aggravated battery with a deadly weapon i wonder when his uh when his roommate got chopped in the ear he was like what the heck heck uh he's like my name's name is really hell oh lord the attack followed an argument according to the lee county sheriff's office where the victim was struck in the head and the arm with a sword after allegedly uh alleging that hack had stole his washcloths hey now 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 john peter heck you've been stealing you've been stealing my washcloths bro i get my sword out well that don't make you not guilty right you probably did it now this is way this is a much more defensive yeah, reaction didn't, yeah i didn't mean to take it this far i was just asking a simple question an innocent man probably would just say i didn't do it yeah uh, yes and no but it sufficed also you 60 with a roommate what's wrong with you <laughs> right the victim told police that the hospital from the hospital that the argument started when heck accused him of dropping food on the floor while cooking and then he confronted heck with the stolen washcloth allegations oh okay so it's like oh man you dropped the chicken on the floor and you tried to just five second rule to fix me a chicken sandwich now nah, nigga you, you gonna fucking i'm not eating that shit and he's like well you stole the washcloths i wonder if the victim see maybe they were lovers because that seemed like an argument that lovers do all right when you call somebody you out go for from something, chicken to washcloths to knives right. you bringing up old shit yeah right. see roommate i think we got to the bottom of this they gay right. yeah there was a couple mm-hmm the victim suffered a deep laceration in his right forearm and his right ear and was nearly severed off in it which was nearly severed off in the attack they left him bleeding profusely when deputies arrived they saw heck they say heck told him he acted in self-defense the sword had a 20 inch blade according to the report which notes that the victim needed more than 20 staples and stitches to reattach his ear Shit. Mm-hmm. i heard that you know what I'm i think you guys know what i'm saying um uh, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow at 9 uh p.m where our guest should be uh somebody that you gotta know as rita um or the nfl chick on twitter so Woo-hoo! we'll see you guys uh tomorrow make sure you visit uh adamandeve.com code tbgwt and uh shadow Dog productions uh the best of rod and karen uh audio play album uh we'll talk to you guys um uh, later until then i love you i love you too baby Mwah.